Hello, everybody, and welcome back to some interseason goodness from your boys at Sequelizers. As always, I am your host and kind of fellow host. We don't really host these episodes. It's a little bit different in the usual format. Mm. I'm still Jack Chambers, though. Don't worry. <laughs> and joining me, the giggling little Irishman in the corner there, mm. Mr. Matthew Stockton. Oh, my name's Alice. Who the fuck is Alice? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And, of course, joining us, Mr. Tim Matum. Brains. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the level we're going in with today, gentlemen. This is is going to be a hell of an episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. We are not sequelizing things, as we often don't on the interseason episodes. We're kind of... Uh, we already talked about Friday the 13th, the franchise. Now it's time for us to talk about another horror... Franchise? Or is a strong word? I don't know, it's got a lot of jump Franchise, scares. Franchise is also a strong word, as we'll yeah. discuss in a moment. The Resident Evil series that exists for some reason and has existed for entirely too long. I mean, it's done now. Two fucking decades. Two decades. Mm. Fifteen years of these fucking movies. Mm. Six of the motherfuckers. Mm. And we need to talk about it, because it is just a weird... Anomaly in the universe that I feel should not exist. I think we need to cover the fact that there is a bisected um, response to the phrase or the sentence Resident Evil, or those mm. just the, the name Resident Evil, whereby when you said Resident Evil, yeah. some people are waiting for a dong, like a because yeah. the game's going to start. Other people are like, oh, cool, my favourite movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not, man. No, they're not. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that once. Although statistically, yes, they are, I guess. Um, Every that, film is someone's favourite film. That's, except that's Resident very, Evil. That's very accepting, Tim. <laughs> That's very accepting, Tim. Mm. I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying that it's that's positive. a good decision. <laughs> that says a lot I'm about just, humankind. I'm, just, I'm just saying that we're, we're going to be discussing these films and opinions will be shared and there will be people on the <laughs> internet who are like, I can't believe you slagged off Resident Evil Retribution. It's my favourite film. I watch it every year <laughs> on my birthday. Just to let you guys know, Tim's not making that title up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said Extinction earlier. We didn't get them confused. They're two separate movies. Yeah. It's it's hard, to, again, as I say, it's hard to know where to start with it. So, as I say, the Resident... start with Resident Evil 1. No, let's, <laughs> let's start with... Resident Evil, the the games. So um, there's a video game franchise. Um, I think it came on PS1 first. It did, yes, yeah. yeah. Correct. In the mid-90s. A 96. PS1 classic. Yes. It is. That um, I have never played. It don't. It's fine. <laughs> the, the, it was amazing at the time and scared the phenomenal. balls off of it was, me as an <clears throat> eight-year-old or whatever the fuck I was. It was, yeah. a, it was a very successful video game. It was. And Resident Evil 2 was a massive improvement and a really good Love sequel. Love Resident Evil 2. And it surpassed the original. As video games tend to do, to be yeah. fair. And yeah, survival horror was the genre that it's sort of part of where, uh, you know, you, you, in this case, it was a haunted house and there are keys and all that sort of stuff. It was very video gamey, but it was also quite a police station. Cinematic. And like, and yes. Yeah, it's all, and and yeah. in a lot of ways, it's kind of responsible for the, <laughs> pardon the pun, the mm. resurrection of the, of the zombie ah. genre, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. which Absolutely. has like, which had kind of died. <clears throat> oh, oh God, it's so many puns Fucking I'm wandering hell. into. Had ceased. It had its- Brains blown out. It, it had had its day with the end of the Romero Day of the Dead. Uh, Fucking trilogy. Hell. Yes. Um, Too many puns. And then this kind of started the ball rolling on it coming back 
that you know then mm. kind of hit its heights in the you know what mid two thousands late yes once early they started doing Walking Dead and that became popular AMC's The Walking Dead yeah. All when that you kind make of stuff a, kind of spins out of that, doesn't effectively it? Effectively, a, a daytime, well, not daytime, sorry, a, a primetime TV show mm. that a, a, your a, aunt watches. Premium cable. Yeah, and, 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 like the whole family are aware of, and there's merchandise, and people are saying, mm. I don't understand how we got here from the stuff And it was that, like, The Walking Dead, when it first started off, the first couple of seasons were like the most watched things in the yeah. world mm. in terms of like fictional TV, not including like the Super Bowl and weird no, no, shit no, no, like no, that, no, no. but I say weird shit. Events. The most watched yeah. thing in the mm. universe. But that kind of thing. The Walking Dead was such a huge part of pop culture. And like mm-hmm. you said, Tim, that kind of brought it back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Obviously, then the comic happened. Mm-hmm. And then a few years later, the TV show happened. And it just kind of like, mm-hmm. I thought we were done with zombies. Oh, no, no, no. They're mm-hmm. bigger than ever. Yeah. they're in. You walk into a like uh, a merchandise store, a, a nerdy kind of store, or you go on Amazon. It's like, buy the Michonne action figure. Buy the Merle action figure. Buy... You can get Daryl and his fucking motorbike for yeah. seven hundred pounds or whatever. It's like you can get that shit in Target and crap yes, like that. Exactly, like, oh, yeah. That's when you know it shows it's gone up in fucking yeah. in our equivalent in like Tesco and Asda yes, and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah, there's you see random mums walking around with like I heart Daryl on their yeah. tank tops <laughs> because that's a thing. I'm an Aquarius and I love Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew a Shih Tzu owning Aquarius would fall in love with Daryl the motorcycle badass? Daryl. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the games were really good and very well acclaimed for being mm. just really fun to play and very well designed, etc., etc. They got into a bit of a weird point where four was four took a departure because it changed up the gameplay a little bit and it didn't have the fixed camera. And then five is where it took a real tumble because that was with the back to Chris Redfield. Like, hey, Chris, why are you so hench? <laughs> I'm in Africa. Why? This could go so badly. Why is this game weirdly racist Yeah. Now? And then yeah. they made six, and that was just not good. And then seven reinvented it again with what they were doing. And so basically the games have been arguably always a bit of a staple for gamers, and they've been quite interesting. And they've always sold well as well. Oh, yeah. Like, And when we're talking about kind of like critical acclaim as well, as you mentioned, four is the one. A lot of people oh, yeah. consider four as one of the best kind of action horror games ever made some people it is their favorite video game ever made yes and that's not in a as tim said every game is somebody's favorite game no like, no no it's you know 90 plus percent on rotten tomatoes yeah. kind of mm. equivalent it is massively critically acclaimed i always loved three and love nemesis and all that kind of stuff that's cool, that, yeah. that was the one i i think i came in with is that two. your teenage years kind of thing oh very much yeah, so. yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense usually it's yeah. the teenage years we go that's yeah. my favorite one i shoot the big guy with the rocket launcher <laughs> yeah. yeah um and i remember two and three very vividly and then playing four later on i think i ended up playing it on gamecube of all places and, yeah and yeah and then five and six not good no the they still sold really well which is the thing mm. they, they were still kind of very much a money maker for capcom in many ways yes but good lord they did not carry on the the legacy and they just mm. kind of turned into this action game yeah. with clunky controls and it never really mm-hmm. evolved into the next stage and then Resident Evil 7 came along and was available in VR it's first person it's mm. a lot more almost like uh, other horror games like Outlast and stuff like that it's more focused on the back to the survival yeah you've got three bullets mm. and a sledgehammer and that's it you're fighting this terrifying, creepy family and monsters and all kinds of stuff. Yes. And 
And then yeah. recently there was the remake, wasn't there? The exactly. remaster of the first yes. one. And they've done, yeah. So they, did, they did Resident Evil Zero, which is like a prequel, then Resident Evil the remake, and now they've, last year, uh, 2019, um, I don't know where the fuck I am, there 2019, they did Resident Evil 2, which was a lot of people's favourite game of the year. It was amazing. They did a film thing and just said, let's reboot it and remake it, yeah. problem mm. solved, and it was just really well done. And at the time of episode release, they've just released Resident Evil 3. Mm. Um, and again, it's the same sort of engine as 2, so I imagine it'll be just as good. I can't reason why it wouldn't be good. Yeah. It'd be probably fine. But... This is the key thing Jack just hinted at. The first, well, most of these games have been about survival horror. The mm. idea that you have to get, and this is the interesting thing is we sort of forget about now with the idea of you just hang around a corner, you'll get healthier. It's like the bullets are limited, the resources are limited, you're using a knife a lot of the time, and they had little um, typewriter ink ribbons for saving. And it's like, mm. wait, you have limited amounts of saving? Limited amount of saves, mm. and, and like doing it on the hardest difficulty. Like, Ridiculous. You can only save six times the entire game. Yeah. You have sync sync ribbons for the whole thing, otherwise you're fucked. It's so weird to think yeah. now. It's like it's like, like a Dark Souls like yeah. Mm, that kind that of mode like, is yeah. available on the on the remakes. That's oh, really? available on two. You can do the super hardcore, cool. mega I wouldn't insane, do that. The old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those games are like fundamentally rebuilt from the ground up in the similar way that they had the the Crash remastered trilogy recently that was yes, rebuilt. Yes. Medieval was recently rebooted as well and, mm-hmm. and and remade. The Spyro trilogy was done. We're getting all the um, the Dark Souls games remastered and all that sort of stuff, but that's not mm. necessarily a full remaster. These ones were the ones that are built from the ground up, and that's mm. a that's a big yeah. difference between having like an HD remaster where they just take the textures and kind of churn it through a process and an yes. algorithm, and now oh, there you go. Whereas this was reshot, redone, new mm. voice actors, new everything, yeah. no longer complete. fixed camera, no long- yeah. well, some of it's fixed camera, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, the whole point is, yeah. it is it's a new game modernized and completely yeah. rebuilt and. I kind of forgot that the films existed about 10 years ago mm. because I don't hate myself <laughs> that much. But we were talking about like, oh yeah, what franchises should we talk about in Interseas and stuff? And you're like, oh, let's talk about the Resident Evil franchise. I'm like, yeah, I've seen all three of those. And you were like, oh no, Matt. No, 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 no. And you had the Blu-ray box set there. Because like, Matt owns every film ever made, of course. Yeah. Regardless of quality. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the, the completionist in me can't just have number four it's like this is the best well not in this case but no, it's a, not. say for example there's a franchise where the fourth one is the best one or something you're like oh it's a really good film yeah I kind of have to own all of them why I just just do, <laughs> just, do. just do it's compulsion it's probably a bad thing but in this so case the, yeah. otherwise I'll have to stand in the corner flicking the light switch on and off <laughs> 15 times yeah and then you said let's talk about all six I was like what the fuck I, th- I assumed I knew I stopped at three mm. I assumed there was one more and then they gave up because that was 10 years ago. See, that's and oh, where, how wrong I was. No, yes, three is where it really kicks, kicks into off. fucking high yeah, gear. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go with a little bit of personal history here. So um, this should be like a sequelizer's regular by now. I've seen all six. <laughs> I'll come back to my comments and thoughts a while ago. Um, so I was maybe 16 when the first one came out um, and I enjoyed it. That is, however, the only one I've seen in the cinema. Mm. Everything else I saw on home video release. Home video. Um, <laughs> I yeah. saw on Betamax. <laughs> yeah, I saw as a you know in my in my ass. Um, but effectively, I will openly hold my hands up and say these are not good films. I have a slight fondness for the first one. I think yeah, there's moments in it. Me too. And yeah, I should yeah. also point out, I know some of the audience are hey hey. Paul W. Sanderson. Matt loves Paul W. Sanderson. No, Matt likes Event Horizon a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. 90s Paul W.S. Anderson. Eh, interesting. I know we've got a lot of fans who are like more combat. We'll come back to that. But ultimately, Paul W.S. Anderson, other than this and Three Musketeers, 
this has kind of always been making. But then, to be fair, somehow this is all he's need to fucking make because yeah. But so I've seen them all. I have my opinions. Let's go to Jack next. Jack, you said you're about the three. So. I'd, I'd seen the. F- I saw the first two in cinemas oh. because I do hate myself <laughs> enough to do that. I remember really enjoying the first one, mm-hmm. but being irritated because I was at that point so into the Resident Evil lore that it wasn't like, the same as the. But yeah. but but the mansion's not supposed to be the thing. They're supposed to be a lab here and do yeah, this thing. And yeah. why is this thing? How come Alice is there and not the other characters? And blah 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 blah. That really annoyed like thirteen year old Jack. Oh yeah. The internet. But, yeah, I was the internet, but in 2002. Well, you know, the internet, but you didn't start screaming, why are there so many people of colour in this film? Oh, yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. That's the yeah. internet. Yeah. yeah. I was annoyed about the differences between the law, and then I saw the second one, I was like, ah, they're doing something different. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> they're doing something all right. They're doing... War crimes. Something. <laughs> and then I literally remember nothing about the third one mm. until I rewatched it for this. Mm-hmm. And then I saw four, and then I... Gave up about 20 minutes into four and then skipped to six. (laughs) So I've seen one, two, three, the first 20 minutes of four and six. Okay. (laughs) Because I hate my life. Let's put it to Tim. Tim. So I had not seen any of them. Or played or, any of the video or games. Or played any of the video so, games. So what knowledge did you have of Resident Evil? I knew, Someone like, lived in a house and they were quite bad. <laughs> I, I actually, I Zombies. knew, I, I probably would have guessed that there were five or six. Okay. Like, I knew that it had continued for a sure. while. Entirely too long. Um, With with various stupid, nonsense, like, well, not nonsensical, but... <laughs> it it yes. is, Tim. Enti- You're not wrong. Entirely unhelpful subtitles oh, that oh, give yes. you no guidance on what the film is about or which one it is in the series. Um, the first one does, because there's a house. I, I, <laughs> I wonder if I could poll you two right now and be like, what order are these in? If I say this title, would you know oh, what number shit. it is? I'm not I, I, would, I, might I would know now because we've been like looking, researching them and <laughs> stuff. Because I've been but... staring at those arbitrary fucking subtitles yeah. for the last two weeks. But if you'd have asked me before, I would not have been able to help. It's just four um, and five for me specifically. Yeah. Although actually, now, now you're talking about four, I think I did play maybe half an hour of it on the GameCube. Mm. Um, and that's about it. Um... I could have told you bits and pieces about the games just from like <clears throat> growing up at the era at which they were popular. Yeah. Um I was aware I knew someone who during he had like a, a battery powered um like plug socket thing <laughs> and during a blackout he uh is obviously incredibly expensive this and wasteful amazing. to run. Yeah. During a blackout he played Resident Evil in the dark, um, powering his TV and Holy PlayStation shit. off of this battery pack this, thing, like a little generator thing. Yeah, like battery a, wow. Yeah, that's hardcore. Um, I need this in my life. That sounds amazing. I don't think I trust yeah. a game with a save to a fucking generator. No, no shit. <laughs> but um, or, or uh, given that this was teenagers when we were happening, you just made that up because you know teenagers do that shit. Kids. Um, my yeah. uncle works for Nintendo. That classic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'd never really played them. I so I think I had watched the first half an hour or so of the first film mm. a couple of times. <laughs> Interesting. And given up by And given times. and yeah. given up. Yeah. And then this this time you I made a wise decision. I got through one, I got through two, mm-hmm. and then I was you gonna, suffered through. I was gonna go back for either three or six and <laughs> I that that sums it up straight away. I just couldn't work up the energy. It feels... I watched a good film instead. <laughs> it feels like 
a hot wings challenge where you think I can do this. Why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. It's like, what, this thing has been created. Resident Evil 6 is 150,000 <laughs> Yeah, It's like, and this thing exists on us. It's like, why was this birthed into existence? It's like, oh, solely because certain people like it. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't give me any nutritious value. Because it's not, I think it's like, there's two nothing... people like it. Yeah. Paul W.S. Anderson <laughs> and Mila Jovovich. I think it'd be three people. Paul W.S. Anderson, Mila Jovovich, and the Chinese. Yes. <laughs> um, but effectively speaking... You mean one billion and two people? <laughs> effectively. That's a big market in China yeah, for this. Yeah. Um, but yes, it, it is a thing that is designed for a very specific niche that is not for everybody, but for some reason really knows its demographic somehow. I'm actually, I'm, I'm curious, as, as part of the, the preparation for this episode, did either of you go back and re-watch number one? Yes. You I did. did. I rewatched number one. I didn't watch two. I, don't, or I, mm. I remembered most of two. I watched mm. some clips from mm. two. Then, as I said, tried to watch some of four. Because mm. <laughs> I knew, I, I remember one, two, three, although two and three did kind of blur into one big blob because yeah. that's this franchise. It's all the same shit over and over again. That's right. I tried to watch four. So I essentially watched one, a bit of four and six in preparation mm. for this yeah. and had already seen two and three. So. I rewatched it a couple of years ago, to be fair, a few mm. years ago. So fairly recently. Um <laughs> It's more the fact that I think I was uh, probably partly put this in my mind for a suggestion for mm. interseason content was um, I was saying to my wife about how they're very weird, which we'll get back to in a minute. Mm. Um, and I said, you have to watch one. He said, I don't want to watch them. <laughs> I remember the first one and it was fine. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, watch, we should watch six. <laughs> Let's go from one to six. Yeah. I said, do you like, do you like Mad Max Fury Road? <laughs> Would you like to see it if it was dog shit? <laughs> um, and that was where we got off in this thing but I, I yeah I've seen them all I'd say yeah I've seen them all re, re- rewatch I should say within the last five years mm. go Tim tell me how we're remembering it right well I, 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 I'm just curious if, if your if your affection for it held up I, I would say you're entirely correct in that it doesn't because I look back on things that I, like, I liked or fondly remembered as a teenager mm. and then you go oh I can see this isn't good because because essentially when we were preparing to do this and I was like I haven't seen any of them and and you two were like oh well the first one's good and then it goes downhill or the first yeah. one's adequate and then yes. it goes downhill and yeah, then, I'm not sure if we said good yes <laughs> fine uh, strong fine words. you yeah. know I still say it's the fine. first one's functional as a movie and then uh, this, is, this is a little peek behind the scenes for the listeners I watched the first one and I think <laughs> about halfway through I messaged these guys <laughs> and was just like I remember uh, you lied to me. Yeah, basically. You're wrong. Like, if it gets worse from like, <laughs> like, how does it get worse from here? Because this film is dog shit. Oh, oh Tim, oh Tim, there are depths you simply don't understand in terms of the quality of this franchise. It, it is interesting though, because it's the question of you know, obviously, you have people who've been sticking around since the start or have enjoyed mm. it or whatever it is, and statistically, they have to exist, but. I can't imagine coming into it fresh with 2020 eyes, watching it and thinking, how the fuck did this get five fucking sequels on top of what it is and how did it make all the money that it made? Um, Because, again, if it was just a single standalone film, it's not Uwe Boll bad, Mm. but it's it's, it's early 2000s. The Matrix was cool. Let's try and figure out how we can do that. Oh, we can't. Oh, well. We need a slow-mo kick of the dog and that Mm. the the split and all that kind of... yeah. All that. It's, it's very Matrix actually. The dog was supposed to just put ham on its face. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh dear. I think okay, so here's here's the reason that these and and listeners, I've been 
I've been holding back because I only watched <laughs> really two has. of these films and they made me fucking furious. <laughs> I'm and, so ready for an unleashed Tim. And the it's thi- been too long. The thing is, is mm. that these films commit the cardinal sin that even films like Son of the Mask don't commit. Oh, Tim. Here we go, Tim. Because Son of the Mask Take it to is, the bridge. The, is, the, is the worst film that I have seen. Agreed. But it, it's it's... Bad, like, Russian car cam footage is bad. <laughs> where you're like, I can't stop watching because, like, how the fuck did this get made? Sure. Whereas the Resident Evil films are fucking boring. <laughs> so yeah. just to... So this, is, this is why I had such a visceral reaction to number one. Because, okay, so we get the star and there's the... the the zombie outbreak in the facility and it's like okay this is perfunctory it's fine i don't care about any of these characters and they all look like they've been cast off of 90s like soft core european <laughs> porn <laughs> but fine um and then oh let's have 10 minutes of mila jovovich wandering around a mansion with absolutely no effort to build tension. Sure. It's like, oh, are we establishing this mansion, like the space of it? Because we're going to come back here, like this is where the finale is going to be and we're going to need to know the geography of the mansion. Well, no, because we're not shooting it in a way that you're allowed to understand the geography. And also, it's never we're never going to come back here. There's no point that we're never going to come back here. It's just a wasted film <laughs> for 10 minutes. And also, the soundtrack, there's either no music or there's very loud or there's new metal. 90s new metal cranked <laughs> far too loud but for the moment just enjoy this basically silence as and no dialogue as an amnesiac Mila Jovovich just wanders around a big house yeah do you not like wafting curtains Tim and then is that a euphemism and then I uh, Careful, because you've been creeping up that volume knob in case someone, in case someone, uh, like, in case you're missing out on something, like some creepy background music or something. Crank the new metal because, because here come the commandos busting in and also dragging in like a random other guy yep. uh, who looks like the two arguable male leads who look basically identical and it's very confusing. Um, <laughs> And both of them have am or like I had a, I lost track of how many people in this film had amnesia. Oh, because all of them, basically, yeah. yeah. And we finally get a vague explanation of what maybe might be happening, and then let's travel down to an abandoned base for a while with no action. It's fucking forty minutes into a ninety-six minute film before we about zombies before we see a zombie. <laughs> What oh. the fuck are they doing? <laughs> Let me answer Tim's questions. One. So let's start with what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> uh, well, interestingly, first of all, music stuff. So obviously, classically, I owned the soundtrack as a kid. Oh, <laughs> because I had an unreleased Rammstein b yeah. I'm like, I'm having that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, the music was done by Marilyn Manson. And... You're right, it's, it's so over the top and all over the place and such, etc, etc. Um, and the opening sequence with the lift, I completely forgot about. Anyway, um, second question. You're right, the zombies don't turn up for a very long time and it's built for suspense and it's not. And the thing I think with this is that it's frustrating to me because, as I say, I genuinely think Event Horizon is a good film. Mm. And 
I enjoy parts of Mortal Kombat and things like that. There's, I think Anderson has some interesting bits and then just goes off the deep end and just goes, oh, that was cool. I want to do the same thing and just see someone else's film imitates it badly. And it's it's very much as much as I have. I can't believe I'm saying this. Zack Snyder. Hold on, what? Yeah. Zack Snyder comes up every now and again, or at least does the same thing and imitates people's designs mm. in a way that... Because I think he came from a marketing point of view or an advertising <coughs> point of view in the same way that Michael Bay did. I could be, I could be wrong with that. And he, he very much has a visual style because it's very mm. distinct and very unique. Much like Michael I, Bay. I, I, would, I would say Zack Snyder is what Paul W.S. Anderson wants to be. That's exactly it. I think that's exactly and, it. And it struck me watching the second one that this was the same year that uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead came out. Yes. And that is so many leagues better. I like Dawn of the Dead, that remake. It's, yeah, uh, me too. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. And I think that's the point. It's that he sees, uh, sorry, Anderson, sees something someone else has done, tries to imitate it. We'll come back to this later, much later. Um, but there are people who have done sequels to um, Snyder films and try to, t- like, for example, the whole sped up, slow down, mm-hmm. zoom in, zoom out thing from 300, which again was quite interesting with multiple camera rig. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's actually a bit of craft going on there. That has been regurgitated so many times because someone saw it in the same way that Wachowski's did this, uh, this thing with the bullet time. It's mm. not the first time it's ever been done, mm. but it was the one that hit the mainstream and everyone tried to then imitate and everything was long coats and leather and mm. you know guitars and shit. And that's kind of Anderson Matt's all over. teenage years, that's what we call that. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> um, but that's the Anderson all over. So for example, when you get to the later films, he's still imitating things he's seen. That's why I said about Resident, uh, Mad Max, for example, because mm. the final chapter, he's literally gone, oh, God damn, Fury Road's cool. I can do that. It's like, you really can't. <laughs> you, please don't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Resident Evil 1. And this is the thing, with Tim having so many problems with the first one, it's almost like, you like, oh, I, I, in a, and almost in... In a way, in a cruel way, <laughs> you want him to see the sixth. You want to see him at the zenith, at its absolute worst. At its nadir. It's yeah. madness. And you're like, this must be the absolute worst. And he has to see it. It's like, and also, part of me was like, I'm glad you didn't because I mean, like, like, mm. seen, I mean, I mean, watch the whole film because it. If you have problems with the first one, <laughs> it would genuinely break you. I mean, this is the thing: is it, it, because I'm <coughs> a masochist. I'm. I'm open to watching more just to just to charge up my anger receptors. If you want a commentary of the full franchise, listeners. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> make, make that that's a stretch goal. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, that's a Patreon thing. With, yeah, a lot of money, yeah. please. It, it was basically, I, ra- I ran out of time because I just, I was like, I can't, I just, I watched, I watched one and two on like subsequent nights. Yes. And I was like, I can't go Back. I mean, we're still we're, we're work, currently working on series six at the minute, so we're yeah. doing a lot of pitch writing, a lot of watching of other films, etc., yeah. etc. Six fucking movies is a big ask. Yes, there's only so, so much time in the world. Yeah, um, but uh, it, it is interesting because okay, so I, I still maintain, and I'm I'm, I'm still going to say it. I still think the first one's fine. I agree because I agree. only because, and not because I know what's coming. <laughs> It's like the first bite of the sandwich was disgusting. It's like, yeah, I know, but that was mostly bread. <laughs> but when you get to the, get to the, the filling, in the middle, which is shit, it's pure shit. It's like it smells funny. Don't worry about how it smells. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be all of you. You won't be able to taste anything by the end of it. You'll yeah, be numb. You fool. Um, but also because again, the nostalgia at the time entirely. Mm. And I think it's function. It's very very much a snapshot of the early two thousands. Um, and but, it's incredibly of its time, and yet yeah. also looks. Dated. Looks looks so dated. Even compa- like 
I don't know what they were shooting this on, but I have a feeling that they found it in a skip um, <laughs> because it looks terrible. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't disagree with any of this because it's yeah. it's functionally again. That's what I don't understand because to illustrate that you have a t- okay, let's take Michael Bay again mm. to illustrate that you have talent. Because I we we talked about this in a in a Instagram stories thing, mm. and for those who you know didn't catch up or whatever, um, we were asked what our three favorite Michael Bay films were, mm. and the answers were going around the table. I said The Rock, um, I believe Jack said Bad Boys Two, I did, and a Tim joke. said Armageddon. Mm. And technically speaking, it was it was interesting because it speaks to our personalities, etc., mm. etc. Et but in truth, those three films very successful. And yeah, have yeah. their merits in their ways. And then once Bay gets to Transformers and sort of loses it and goes pain and gain and, and the fucking 13 days or whatever mm. the hell it's called. Um, and he just can't do it anymore. He seems to have lost his... Oh, fucking Six Underground. Jesus. Yeah. But there was a time in the 90s when he, and maybe early 2000s where he was making rather interesting cinema. Mm. Not necessarily brilliant, but it was giving people what they wanted. It was big popcorn bullshit. It was very over the top. Mm. And... I wonder if Anderson is a sort of similar person where he's gone so far now that he can't go back to, hey, you, you made a pretty decent film once. It's like, no, no, no. I peaked. <laughs> I'm just going to do this now. And I don't know if it's like a, a choice to make films like this yeah. or if it's a compulsion and it's like a mental health thing. Like <laughs> He needs to be like an intervention or something. Like that. Like, are, you, are you okay? Yeah. But then equally, that can't be the case because I don't think he edits these films. So it's a group of people. It's 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 a it's and in the same way we mentioned earlier about the ha- fact that he is married to Mila Jovovich mm. and this is a husband wife combo as it were mm. and uh, like a passion project almost. But you've got to give it. I mean, I I just in some um, additional bonus Patreon content mm. was saying about how I really liked Robert Eggers. I like that he does whatever the fuck he wants. And A24 say, yeah, go for it. You're a good filmmaker. Mm. I kind of respect somebody who's just going to make something and not do it for like a focus group or just say that's, that might work. Just go, mm. like, I want to make this. I kind of get that. That's a, a, an artistic compu- compulsion. I, I sort of... Uh, oh, yeah. Of I mean, there's, there's, there's very mm. little... I mean, there's a lot of... Even in the second one, and I'd imagine it probably doesn't improve, there's some casual racism and stuff like that. <laughs> and the female roles aren't exactly great. And those kind of things, mm. but there's 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 little in these films that is morally object objectionable. Yes, um, I'm fine with them existing in the world. I don't feel like the world is suffering. Okay, and if you know, you haven't seen six yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, and if if you know, teenage boys across the world in in America and China and Europe <laughs> want to keep giving. Paul W S Anderson and like mm. they want to want to keep enabling the, yeah. the the team behind the Resident Evil films and I'm sure that Monster Hunter will probably make its budget back oh, and yeah, probably you know um, that's fine I'm not going to pay them any money ever to see these films that's fair um, but you know it's keeping people employed I suppose that's that's a thing it's it's, it's, it's a, good for the economy it's, <laughs> it's a very strange situation so. Yeah, should we talk about the actual statistics of these films themselves? Because obviously mm. we, we talked a lot of... I am so ready to talk smack. about these statistics. Um, should we take one? Oh, I know. Should we take two each? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Should we share them? So, Jack, do you want to kick us off with Resident Evil? Resident Evil, released in 2002, as we mentioned earlier. A delightful little budget of $33 million. Reasonable. That's very reasonable. Yeah. They're very yeah. modest. Yeah. Made a... Box office of $102 million. 
It's a success. It's a su- it's an impressive it's success. It's a success. Yes. But it's not blowing anything out of the water. Let's not get crazy. Mm. Eh, for an R-rated film, that's... That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Mm. That's a fairly significant... Because, you, you know, with budgets, as we talked about before, you kind of have to factor in marketing and all that bollocks as mm. well. So double your budget and then see where it comes from there. So take 60, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm. You're still making a 40 million profit there. That's mm-hmm. still, still pretty good. Yeah. Pretty decent. Rotten Tomatoes score, however... Appropriately, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thirty-six mm. percent. <laughs> not, not good. I'm not saying that's the highest. <laughs> that might be the second highest in the entire <laughs> franchise. Because, yeah, we got that to look forward to. Yeah. Matt, you want to take number two? Resident Evil Apocalypse. Um. Okay. Here's an interesting thing. Here's the subtitles coming in. Folks. As we go through, I'm gonna very briefly, and I swear I'll be brief. I promise. Try and talk about the story. Oh my god. Resident Evil. We should have someone else explain Resident Evil who's seen it. There's a mansion with a lab underneath. A virus breaks out. Nothing a, happens for an hour. Nothing, ha- the- nothing happens for fucking ages. <laughs> There's a bad AI that they then reboot, and it's not so bad anymore. Because reasons. And then, and then they escape on a train. There you go. There Perfect. you go. Thank Problem you so solved. Film number two. Uh, it introduces the character Jill Valentine from the games. Technically. Um, yeah. And it's in, about in, in Namer. <laughs> yeah. And does the thing which the, the end of the film sets up, which is that it breaks out into the city. Yes. And you're like, oh, Raccoon City. Raccoon City. Your Valentine. <gasps> Suddenly it's Resident Evil. It's... Because if you hadn't already guessed, listeners, Alice, Mila Jovovich's character, mm-hmm. is original for the films. She's not based on any video game. That character. is correct. So this is the first kind of real inkling of <gasps> the games. Your Valentine, Raccoon City. Those are things I know, yeah. said Teenage Jack. He was wrong. Oh. <laughs> um, it, it was decidedly much worse. And the, literally the virus gets out and a task force goes in. That's it. That's all you need to know. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Resident Apocalypse 2004. Budget of $45 million. Okay. Made money. Why would you not give it more money? Yeah. Biggest yeah, scope. Sure. It also made more money. $129 million. Are you uh, working out a theme here, listeners? <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a thing. So it didn't make... It, comparatively speaking, in terms of percentages, it didn't make as much as... You know the first mm. one, so the, the, the you know the the, the budget the profit, profit margin ratio. was yes yeah yeah sure it was slimmer, but at the same time it was still a successful and yeah. R rated film <clears throat> with let's face it no real huge stars in it. I remember when this film was getting made, yep, and uh, the the actress who plays Jill Valentine, Sienna Gullery, Sienna Gullery, um, uh, was raised for a chunk of her life in Norfolk, where we live. That's correct. And there was like big things in the local papers about like how like Norfolk actress headed to Hollywood. She's going <laughs> to star in this film and and be a, gr- a massive ac- actress. Like she's going to be a superstar now. And it's like mm. we can claim Olivia Coleman at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Resident Thank Evil. God. Then she went on to do Aragon. Oh, and then God. she did <laughs> Fortitude on Sky, which was fine. In I don't know. Anyway. That has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 20%. Um, I will say this much. It is the lowest rated, and that is wrong. <laughs> it's a shit film. It was it's a real not, departure. It's still not the worst. Yeah. It was very, very bad. I didn't like it. And I thought, hmm. that's not Jill. What the fuck? <laughs> and I was very angry about the whole thing. It's like, oh, I got the liquor in. Oh, no, no. Yay, liquors. They're things in the video. Oh, fuck Damn sake. it. This isn't working, and it's terrible. So, Tim. Take us to uh, a couple of years later. Yeah, uh, 2007. What's the subtitle this time, Tim? Resident- Is it something original and exciting? Resident Evil Extinction. Oh, no, it's not. It's That's gener- right. Generic and bollocks again. That's right. So, so Resident Evil Apocalypse, not actually about the end of the world, about Raccoon City being yep. infected. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and then Extinction, 
happens after the end of the world. What is Extinction about? Someone who's oh, seen okay, it. Okay, okay. Resident Evil Extinction is effectively about two things. One, it's about, as you say, the virus gets out everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they highlight how there are... Despite them having nuked Raccoon City... The, uh, yes. the, yeah, they're just a corporation nukes a city. Everything's fine. Yeah. And it's it's worth pointing out, I should should have mentioned this. Paul W. Anderson directed the first film. Mm-hmm. Alexander Witt directed the second film. So you couldn't go, oh well maybe it was bad because it was a different director. Russell McKay Mulcahy made this one, this this uh, third film. Um, who is the director of Highlander. And I don't get that. <laughs> We've talked about McKay before. Yeah, exactly. So basically, uh, the third film, uh, Extinction, is about how it gets out and spreads around the world because birds. I'm pretty sure that's the answer. Yeah, it is. And yeah. we find out that Alice is also a telepathic person, or telekinetic <laughs> person, I should say. So this... Goes Akira. This goes Akira, yeah. She very quickly becomes, oh, by the way, I'm basically Superman. I have all yes. the powers. Mm. I'm super strong. I can use. I, I can run really fast. I could jump really high. Mm-hmm. I'm basically unkillable, as we'll get to later on. Spoilers. <laughs> There's an army of my clones for some reason. Yes. There's. Yes, Tim. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 knew Tim about, I knew about that. I'm just okay. shaking my. That's not shaking my head in surprise. That's shaking my head in despair. Yeah, I, I, I assumed it was. So she's a telepathic psychic, and she like kills a dude. Through a monitor at one point. She does. Kills the security guard by looking at the monitor, the, the camera that he's looking at her through, and his eyes like run with blood and he dies. That happens at the end of number two. Is that the end of number two? That is the, end of number the, two. the yeah. fucking yeah. number two, you get you get to the end of the film or the end of the story, and then it just carries on for another fucking twenty minutes. They all do that, Tim. Yep. Oh. Every single one of them, they have this bit, and then she goes. And, he, and spoiler alert, even the last one, they do like a, and we're done. And she goes, but my mission's not finished yet. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> like 12 years ago. What are you doing? It is ridiculous oh. because they, they do it. Like in the, my name is Optimus Prime. And they're like, my name my is name Alice. Alice yeah. Here's a summary of the last film. It's like, that doesn't help or make any sense. And then by the end of the film, it's like, but I'm not done yet. It's like, Pretty sure we were done a while ago. <laughs> so as long as the Umbrella Corporation still blah blah blah, then I'll still blah 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 right back. Yep. It's fifties TV <laughs> bullshit. Um, so it's a post-apocalyptic world with it's after apocalypse makes sense exactly. And <laughs> depressingly, and she's a psychic now. Moving on. Uh, so <laughs> so budget the same as it as apocalypse. With even though that made. More money, although it technically wasn't more profitable than yes. the first one. They were like, "No, okay, you're gonna. You're, we found your level now. <laughs> yeah. Found your niche. You get to have forty-five million dollars to make this film. Although it does make more at the box office. How? <laughs> How are they still making money? It makes one hundred and forty-eight million. It I'll is the most lot, like... successful so far of the films. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> it is also. What? According to Rotten Tomatoes, four percent better than the second one, <laughs> with a whopping I, twenty-four. I think it's actually a bit more watchable. I think it, than Apocalypse. I, I agree. Yeah, but it, fuck me, that's a low bar. And again, this very much is coming back to when Anderson comes back. This looks like a fucking dreamscape. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, it was kind of cheesy and corny and stupid, but I can see what it's trying to do. I think. Mm. Jack, bring us round to where we get to the confusions. <laughs> 
So, uh, we've already had an apocalypse. We've had an extinction. Well, what has to come after that? <laughs> Obviously, the afterlife. Of course. Clearly, in 2010. You know, it's a pattern of every three years, they would churn one of these fuckers out as well. Yep. We've gone up in budget for some reason, <laughs> because they keep making money. Yep. To $60 million on the budget. Are you ready for this, listeners? Oh, wait, I do apologize. This is very important for me later. So, so okay, sorry. Ali Lata plays Claire Redfield, another yes. character from the second game, yeah, in the yeah, third yeah, film. Yeah. That's an important thing. She shows up a lot later on. Moving yeah. on. I like Ali Lata. She's, she's, she's fine. fine. She's fine. She's fine. She's, she's, she's Final Destination. She's, she's not a bad heroes. Claire Redfield casting, in she theory. Could, yeah, yeah, she could work. If the character wasn't shit. Carry on. <laughs> Sorry, I did interrupt it. That's because it's... So, yeah. $60 million budget. The highest budget so far, because these things keep making money. Yeah. Because reasons. And speaking of making money... Oh, God. $300 million! <laughs> That's so crazy. What the shit is happening? Is that more than the first Captain America film? Probably. <laughs> it's more than a lot of very good films. Yeah, it's true. What the fuck is happening in the world in 2010 that this made $300 million? We, we deserve to suffer, is the answer. We brought this upon ourselves. Just apparently. so you know, I just double-checked. $370 million, Captain America, the first Avenger. Fuck off. In 2011. Fuck off. So it's not like it's all, oh, it's a long time ago. No, it's a contemporary thing. <laughs> oh my God. Fuck me. Yeah. Plot. Okay, so. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, what was the what was the Rotten Tomatoes we were in then? Uh, 22 for this one, so yeah. slightly worse. No, it's a lot worse. It's a lot worse. <laughs> it, so the third one ends with, oh God, she's got like tons of clones. Oh my fuck, what are we going to do? And she breaks them all out, like tons of Alice is going to run around. The first sequence has lots of Alice's and they all die in the first sequence <laughs> in Tokyo. Do you remember me saying I watched the first 20 minutes of this film? Fuck me. That <laughs> is what I watched. And then it goes to, oh, let's see if I remember now. Alaska, I want to say. And Yes. Anderson's back for this, by he's the way. Anderson. This oh, is yeah. the important he's, he's, factor. He's, he's, Anderson. he's done making the Death Race reboot oh, that he God. made in the meantime. Oh, yeah. I got so a sequel. they're in a, a place called Arcadia, which that's is like it. a yes, haven right. in a, like a, a colony in yes. Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's where they were going to at the end of the third one. Correct. Because yes. I'm convinced it was like some safe. It's always because that's how thing. every zombie thing. Well, then we know there's a safe haven somewhere else. It's I Am Legend. It's every Walking Dead arc. It's yeah. every fucking zombie film story ever told. That's why, like Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, they uh, find an island. Then like, oh, no, it's much much worse. Why do we do this? <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Um, or alternatively, as we always bring up, Deep Rising. Because um, it's like, mm. oh, what now? Anyway, so they go there and Good they... Good luck, Matt. Uh, they, no, they just... A brief summary. Clones. An important character shows up. Clones get killed. They go to Arcadia Place. An important character comes up. It's Chris Redfield. And Wesker. And Wesker. Wesker's we- been like around for like I know, but a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played by a different person each time. Or no, sometimes. This is the one where he's recast, I think, isn't it? That's right, yes. Yeah, 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 because I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, it was the and Irish like, dude and then it was someone else. Wesker, Jason come this way, blah, 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 blah. I'm like... What? <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Are you sure? And they have a habit of doing this, of just recasting characters for no reason. Yeah. Because it's not like they had big named actors who they couldn't bring. Oh, we couldn't afford him. Mm. You keep making money. You probably could afford him. Because yeah. I've never fucking heard of any of these people. But then if you've seen the films, you might not want to come back. Well, that's true. Maybe they were and just I like... And I want to pay your rent and I get it. No. <laughs> so No, Paul. Go away. <laughs> I thought there was a different Wesker in every film. And it turns out... Maybe there no, is. there's not. There's only two of them. Yeah, <laughs> but it feels yeah. like there's like yeah. five. Yeah. And my God, they, they butcher that character. But anyway, so Wesker's there and Chris Redfield's there, played by Wentworth Miller, which is an odd choice. And because he doesn't represent any iteration of Redfield. And I don't remember a lot of... They're all in a prison for some reason. Yeah. And then they're on a boat. 
<laughs> I, think that, I think that's right, because that's how the fifth one opens up. And that's where we go for that one. Then we get to film number five, which again, you've said this is afterlife. What comes after the afterlife? Retribution. <laughs> so, tw- In a way, sure. Yeah, 2012, when the world was supposed to end, according to the minds, um, Resident Evil Retribution came out. On a budget of $65 million. This is the most money that's been ploughed into this The budget thing. keeps going up. Yep. And it made a lot of money, but not as much as the previous one. Mm. And it made $240 million. If you'd have told me going into this, which one do you think made the most money? Mm. I would have guessed two. Because one was kind of a big thing. That's what like, happens oh, it's often. a video yeah. game yeah. thing. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You've got everybody on board-ish yeah. from the first one. Here's the second one. It's going to be better than the first one because it's the second one. And that's more how video people games have seen it. More people have seen it. More people video. are aware yeah. of it and yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's sold on DVD or yes. whatever the fuck. Yes. Four? Why is four the yeah. highest score? Who two, fucking thought that was a good idea? Two makes the least money. Yeah. <laughs> that's how? the thing. Why? Why is this franchise? I feel like we're going to spend 80% of this episode <laughs> in my higher register going, what the on. That's how you have to absorb it so you can. <laughs> so it then oh, I should point out twenty nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I don't get that either because they're all the same at yeah. this point. Who cares? However, they're all like ten percent. I it. did like the opening sequence. The opening sequence of Retribution. I'm quietly confident is a boat and these big Osprey style like you know uh, helicopter kind of things coming in. Mm. And the whole thing is in reverse. And this music's sort of like a bit of a sort of electronica style, uh, kind of trancey kind of Tom, I think it's Tom and Andy, I think it is. But yeah. And the idea is... Because it's, it's, it's 2012 and we're done with new metal, but EDM's on the rise. That's pretty much it. And there's a huge action sequence, action sequence sorry, and it's shown in slow motion in reverse of this huge onslaught. And Jill Valentine's back, but she's a bad guy. That was also in another one. I was just um, and it's like, oh, this is kind of confusing. I don't really understand what's going on. Because she works for Umbrella Corporation now, we think? Yes. She, it's been, she's just like a thing in her chest that makes which, her all like corrupted. Which does happen in the games, I believe, and yes, was controversial the, there as yes, well. And people hated it. because it happened in the films. Oh, really? I don't remember. Oh, who, who cares? No, it point. can't be. I don't think the films ever impacted the games. Anyway, so... Um, Anyway, there's a, there's a big thing. The problem is the sequence takes place and it's got this music that's building very slowly. I think, mm. this is yeah, it's all right. And then... Because it starts with Alice in the water. And she rises out of the water and back onto the boat and this mm. attack happens and there's obviously gunships and stuff. Oh, that was cool. And the second it gets to the point where all the helicopters, the flying ships are out of you and the which boat is, the, is on Which own. is the post credit scene of the previous one. Yes. Is the they, attack helicopters correct. arriving, isn't it? Yeah. And as they get there, it then goes full speed and shows you the whole sequence again. You're like, <laughs> what? In real time. It's like, no, I don't, I've just seen this shit. I don't want to see it again. Then... Yes. This is my favourite bit. Yes. And I've seen clips of this, but not actually seen it. Yep. We flash back to Alice and her deaf daughter. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. We get flashbacks in the fifth movie. Yeah. And it tries to do this whole thing, which is with Oded Fair. I should Why? mention he's in this. Um, and Why? she's living this life, but she's being like having her memories warped and used against her. And Ada Wong from the games turns up at that point. Ada like, Wong from Resident Evil 2. That's right. Who is great in that, in that and thing. Well, that she cast an Asian yeah, lady, which yeah, is nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then they're trying to perfect the virus using her for some reason. Cause she's God. And I don't remember how that one ended. I'm not going to lie. I've only watched it like last year again. You also get Leon showing up in this. Leon it, it, it's, fucking It's Resident Evil 2. So you yes. get Leon and Ada 
Claire is from yes. Resident Evil 2 as well. Wesker's obviously there. Barry, the famous... Uh, you nearly a Jill sandwich yep. quote from Resident Evil that everybody loves so much. Michelle Rodriguez comes back. Michelle Rodriguez comes back because reasons. Because reasons. And <laughs> she needed the money. Yep. That's well, yeah, wouldn't think she would, but yeah. Um, and it's a very strange film, and it just—it's a piece of shit. But we need we talk about six. It ends, Matthew. Yeah. In the White House. It ends in the White House. I don't House. know how you forgot that. I forgot about that. Because, oh, of course it does. I thought that was six. Yes, it does. Wesker takes over the Oval Office oh, and then fights me. with Alice. I forgot about and that. And then gives her her superpowers back by injecting her with the virus again because she's bonded with the virus on a cellular level, of course. Thank you. And that's what's giving her all of her powers. Tim, you get this? <laughs> oh, I'm following. <laughs> I don't think... Well, the problem is, we're trying to make it... I don't think the films are. No, we're trying to make it palatable because the thing is, even if you watch them all in one sitting or in fact, like two mm. evenings or something, there are so many plot holes that are usually explained away with, my name is Alice. Mm-hmm. I've got a thing to say. You're like, well, that doesn't make any fucking this, sense. This is the thing. When you throw in fucking uh, amnesia, clones, like implanted memories, psychic ability. You can basically just make a new film that has no relation to the previous one every time and just be like, oh yeah, no, there's... Um uh, anyway, this uh, here we go, <laughs> and away we go. So, forgot to mention, Major yes. Rodriguez is another clone of, of right. Rain, her Rain. original character Rain. from the first one. Because fuck me, that's correct. Yeah, okay. Because I, ha- I hate my life. Brings us to the close, the 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 finale of all the, the your questions, the, epi- the 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 point where the architect turns up <laughs> and explains everything concordantly. Uh, Tim, Re- Resident Evil. The final chapter. Probably the first film name that has made sense. I <laughs> agree. At least yeah. uh, you could argue the second one, but I would say the first. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have it, a problem with this title. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Budget. Oh, fuck me. Whoops. Yeah, we're going to have a problem. Uh, it's been slowly, steadily cr- climbing, you'll notice. You know, sometimes it's held steady. Slowly climbing. Uh, no, we're slashing it. Uh, we should say this. 2016, this film came out. Yes. Uh, we're dropping down to 40 million. That is less than the budget of number two. I don't understand why. Because it kept making money. Unless they turned around and said, do you want 10, 100 million for this? Don't eat it. We're yeah. not going to spend it on yeah, yeah. sandwiches. That, yeah. Because <laughs> like, you would assume... We're just going to embezzle it. As, yeah. t- as terrible as this franchise is... It keeps making money, so it's stupidly profitable. They Why would, would you cut put it? money into it, but then suddenly the franchise goes, "Yeah." Well, they made a very smart decision, and I don't say that because because it didn't make any money, because it did. It made three hundred and twelve million dollars, the, the most, most that any of this franchise, the most successful. That's Not so just m- my mind was blown at four, <laughs> being the most successful of the first four. Yeah, because that makes no goddamn sense unless you're something like the MCU. Which yes, is building that, this big yes. thing and bringing in all these cool characters and blah, 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 and A-listers and bollocks. We should point out Justice League in the DCU uh, is the lowest grossing, yes. again, I think until maybe Shazam or something, but of the initial, at, at that run at least, the lowest grossing of those mm. films. Like, how is that possible? That doesn't make actual mm. sense. Because, you know, it could be building momentum and it's yeah. people got fed up. But with this... Who, who are the people who are like, coming on board at this point <laughs> with the dvds i guess i guess i, guess. I, I don't we've got the equivalent of bat's box set but it's yeah. the first four or five i guess so the first four in the franchise in <laughs> one box the complete saga yeah <laughs> <laughs> so 
So this made 312 only, only 12 million more than number four. But because it was made for 20 million cheaper, that represents a 680% profit. That's so mad. The (laughs) fuck? And also, let's face it. Have you seen a lot of advertising for these movies? They don't really spend a lot on advertising. Yes, occasionally see them on a bus stop, poster on a bus stop. Because it's like... You don't well. You wouldn't, at least in this country. I don't know about the rest of you know America and and, and abroad and such. But they know their fucking audience will see it. Yeah. They don't have to tell them. It's like, hey, no Resident Evil films out. Hey, problem solved. Boom, it's out there. It's crazy. Also, and I, I, I have not seen it. Here we go. I don't think I've even seen a trailer for this one. So yeah. I have I have no frame of reference. It makes the most money, and Make- this is the real shit right here. Yeah. yeah. According to Rotten Tomatoes, the best of them, thirty-seven <laughs> percent. I mean, the fact that the best is that he's ever said says it all. Fucking hell. What? Okay. I mean... Time to summarise again. I don't think it's the worst. Having watched it, what, four days ago? No, it's <laughs> not like that. the worst. It's, it's just not the very worst. painful to watch. It's just madness. I think it's just because it ends. But it doesn't. <laughs> no, but it's The final, final line is, but my mission isn't finished. And she walks off to go and fight all the last T-virus monsters. Spoiler alert, I guess. So, thing. the film opens, if I remember correctly, mm. with a Lewis Carroll reference. Correct. Because she's Alice from Alice in Wonderland, which apparently was an original idea mm. to have her be Alice in Wonderland and, like, the lab is the dissension into Wonderland yes. and all this kind of stuff and blah, 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 blah. Except they didn't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Until the sixth that, one. Apparently that was Paul W.S. Anderson's idea from the beginning is yeah. to have Alice be an original character and it be this kind of weird twist and combination of Alice in Wonderland and Resident Evil and mash it all up together and make it... I kind of like that. Really cool idea that kind of could have worked and could have been an interesting way to talk about the different philosophies and themes of the films and the genres and the blah, 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 Mm. blah. Except they don't at all, and they ignored all of that except her name. The only only thing that nods towards that is the fact that the AI is called the The Red Red Queen. Queen, Yes. And she fights a Jabberwocky. <laughs> it's called the liquor, I think. No, it's a giant flying fucking Jabberwocky, yeah. and it's fucking. It, it, it does, to be fair, kind of look like the illustration of the Jabberwocky. Kind of, yeah. You know, yeah. from a. We're not going to get sued, kind of way. Um, even though it's open licensing. So, she gets captured again because despite being a Kira god, she's also fucking dumb. By Ian Glenn playing. What the fuck's his character's name? Do- Dr. Dr. Isaacs. Isaacs. Right, Who is Birkin? Is Jason Isaacson threw me off a little bit? I hate saying this. Her father, oh, because <laughs> <laughs> because of course he is. And Khaleesi. yeah, she is. I mean, we're skipping ahead here, sure, but who cares? She is a clone of the original. His original daughter, who's dying of some degenerative disease or something. She's and an him, old lady. Him and he, yeah, she, yeah, she has, she has, she has the f- quick aging disease. Yes, where you get Jack. Uh, as pr- not you, Jack. <laughs> I meant the film Francis Ford Coppola starring oh, right, Robin Williams. Right, yes, yes, yeah. Jack, you know, you're only seven. Progenia? Yes, Progenia, yes. We should point out, no, because it's this film. It's <laughs> yeah. a shit version of it, an actual thing. It's the equivalent thing. of yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And she was dying, <laughs> and he apparently developed the T-virus to like cure her of the disease, and then it all went horribly wrong, and his partner betrayed him, or did he? Oh. And then this is a whole thing. And yeah, turns out Alice is actually Alicia, 
who's the Red Queen, who's also the clone of the original <laughs> girl. Yes. And Alice is actually the daughter the whole time, yeah. but she's this not is also the real one because she's had the amnesia. So and the film ends. Yeah. Come skip it. I can't care about no, the, rest no, no, of the, film. No, no. the film ends with the Red Queen giving her and they say it out loud, her childhood back. Yep. They inject <laughs> by her injecting, memories. Injecting Alicia's memories into Alice and giving her a childhood that she didn't have because of the amnesia in the first one. Mm. So she's now human again and blah, 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 blah. they have a lot of footage of because... You think so, that's a lot of footage of this actor because it's Mila Jovovich and Paul Anderson's kid. Daughter. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. And the thing is, I'm like... It's a family project. This actually kind of makes sense. And she's actually relatively decent in this film, except she also has the most dialogue in this movie. That Red Queen character speaks more than any character in the movie. <laughs> It's uh, fucking mental. I mean, she looks literally just like a young Mila Jovovich. So, so yeah. it's, like, it's very obvious. Mm. But I, I mentioned about Weskers earlier. Every <laughs> single one of these films has had a different Red Queen. <laughs> Their daughter has the looks of a young Mila Jovovich and the directing skill of an adult <laughs> Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> uh, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> it ends with Wesker... He betrays being, her again. Yes. By blowing up the White House that yes. they were fighting in. And the, this is real, Tim. Yes. <laughs> She, the, w- she wakes up yes. in an exploded White House. She does. <laughs> Matt's just rubbing his forehead at this point. Yeah. And she goes um, on a road trip and then gets captured. Then she gets and then captured. Ruby Rose shows up out of nowhere. Yes, they go to like a safe haven, which is... <laughs> of course, Ruby Rose shows up. Which is Raccoon City again. And Jill... Uh, no, Jill. This it. is the Mad Max shit where there's all in like a convoy. Yes. It's just one it's, big tank truck yeah. thing with Ian You Glenn. know what it reminded me of? Escape from LA. That's what it <laughs> reminded me of. The post-apocalyptic <laughs> rubbish... It's like, oh, it kind of looks like Mad Max. Yeah. Really shit. They, they, oh, basically, they, they're basically doing the galaxy quest and trailing mines, except all the zombies. And they, England has dri- driven his giant tank car around, collecting the zombies behind him, going, hey. And they just run behind him the whole time. Hey. <laughs> kind of like the big bus thing in Dawn of the Dead. A little bit, but yeah. But not good. No, exactly. <laughs> and then they get to Raccoon City again where there's a skyscraper and. Oh, they're so stupid. They set up a plan to like set up a perimeter fence. Like, okay, we can't let them in. We've got to kill these zombies. We can hold off. Oh, no, wait. There's a person out there. They're actual human beings. Open the gates. And then uh, in, in Glenn shoots them. And like, oh, no. Shit. All the zombies are getting in. It's like, what, what, what are you doing? What was I, the plan? I, I just want to point out that the budget for this in 2016 was less than the budget for Escape from L.A. Oh, my <laughs> God. 1996. Wow. Fuck me. Wow. So they get into the skyscraper and they release, I want to just say, the hounds. fire. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It is, yeah. Just fire. And this giant cylinder that falls into the center and they try and burn all the zombies and then she sets up a bomb. And then they go back down to the hive and then Wesker's there and there the, are tons of exposition and Wesker's By fired. the way, this is like... The reason it's Mad Max is because, as Tim correctly said, they nuked the city yes. four <laughs> films ago. It's still probably a radiated wasteland, but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it should be in a radiated wasteland and an horrible fucking like, toxic grossness yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it's fine. And they just it's, go to the it's hive. Fine. It's movie radiation, which is like movie lava. Where exactly, like, if you yeah. don't touch it, it's fine. Yeah. And they go to the, <clears throat> the hive is at the bottom of the atomic crater, because of course it is. Yes. And <sighs> they do the, the laser grid again. To be fair, they do laser the best, the third the one, best bit of the first one, right, yeah. guys? And right, Tim, right, Tim, Tim. We've lost Tim, everybody. Tim, and <laughs> he's done. And then <laughs> they kill Wesker. They blow everything up. 
old Alice gets blown up. Young Alice has all her mem- clone Alice has all her memories back from the Red Queen Alice Alicia, and then she's like, "We did it." Wait for it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You skipped another clone. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> okay, brief. <laughs> no, you weren't. Because Dr. Isaacs has another clone. He's got another clone. And Doc- Ian Glenn kills himself. Yeah. As in the clone kills the real one, we think. <laughs> we think. Because reasons. And that's the ending. <laughs> and then it ends. And makes all the money. And they're I- doing Monster Hunter now. <laughs> I just I, I want to jump back to having a like a a, a truck normal life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, life before Resident Evil, uh, having the truck with lots of zombies running behind it because yeah. because we've 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 done a kind of high level skip through these films. Oh yeah, I want to go back not. to the first film and an, oh, and another thing that angered me in it. Oh good. <laughs> I feel so, like you're just going to do this for the rest of season six. Like, yeah. Do you remember Resident Evil One? <laughs> Fuck you. It did this thing. So, the zombies have finally shown up. Yes. In they, Resident Evil, they bite and they, an hour and, and they, ten minutes into the film, pretty much. <laughs> and they're having so they're having one of these typical sequences where they're, they're getting um, backed up towards a doorway, and they're like, "We're running out of ammo. We, we're trying to take out these zombies. We'll, we've got to escape. How are we going to get past these zombies?" Yes. And one of the characters is working on like putting a code in to get through a door. That's correct. And they they're like, "Oh, what's the code?" And it, it, it's 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 something like it's like a twelve digit code that they have to shout out. <laughs> And he finally opens it up. And he's like, it's like, <laughs> we're finally going to get to safety. And oh no, the door opens and there's loads of zombies. And that character gets torn to shreds. Perfectly fine, like action piece. Yeah, yeah. Classic thing. zombie. Classic yeah. zombie Open films. a door and they get torn yeah. to shreds. Yes, yes. Except, <laughs> so we watch that character get torn to shreds and everyone's like, oh no, <laughs> character name. Um, <laughs> That guy, and oh, so no. and so, you're like, oh well, now they're trapped between the zombies that were advancing on them and this door that they've opened up, where the <laughs> zombies were. How are they? Get, there must be some kind, something's got to go that that you know allows them to escape from here. No, they just kind of push their way past the zombies that were coming towards them, yep. <laughs> and they and, and then they're fine. And it's like, well, if that, if you could do that, why the fuck didn't you do that to start? Because you just, put, they literally just like. <laughs> Give them, they give them the kind of shove that you would give to someone at a gig where you're not even in a mosh pit. You're just like, I'm just trying to get through. I yeah. just need to get to the I, toilet. Yeah, I really need the loo. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And it's like, I, it's just, I yeah. <laughs> like I gave up at that. Tim's point. I was brain like, is broken. I literally, I literally had to rewind the film. I was like, hang on, did I just miss something? Like, because I, 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 I was. <laughs> It's literally stopping you, breaking your brain and you can't speak. <laughs> there were several points in this film. I was like, how? What? Did I just miss it? It's like, no, they, we just kind of, we just basically got bored of this scene. What does the script look like? Yeah. <laughs> Where they're like, they're surrounded by zombies. Then they escape the zombies. Yeah. Full stop. I mean, probably that. Yeah. Probably That's, literally just that. Yeah. yeah. To answer your question, Tim. <laughs> um, uh, so you are entirely correct. Because of course you are. But also, the more these films go on, the more they realise none of that shit matters. Because people don't seem to care. So, we just keep making money and we don't know why. Yeah. So, guess we'll just keep going. Yeah. So, what you end up with is films that have effect... And I, I remember using six as, as a point here, but five and four is the same sort of thing, and arguably three. What you end up with is a 50-50 split across these films. Whereby it's either a scene where they're all stood in a circle talking, or it's a scene where they're shooting and or running, and none of it actually makes special sense. <laughs> That's kind of it. And maybe oh, sometimes God. a giant fan will blow someone up. 
I'm, I'm okay. I, I get ready for a hot take. Oh, whoa! This is now my okay. favorite film. <laughs> because Resident Evil Three is my new favorite film. <laughs> because the Resident Evil series is the Trump presidency. <laughs> uh, okay, not wrong. Okay, uh, so we're yet to get to the atomic crater, but sure. it starts off bad. Okay, mm-hmm. it starts off with a first film that is. I know you guys have some affection for sure, it, and you sure, think it's sure, just like we do for Trump, right, man? It's oh. bad. It's bad. <laughs> Uh, and yet, people support it. Mm-hmm. Are we so, saying film four is the second term presidency? We know I, I think I think it is. Yeah. Oh, so because 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 I'll follow follow through with the analogy. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. So an apolo- Well, no, no, not apologies if you listen to this and you're a Trump supporter. <laughs> no. Go away. Fuck Leave you. our podcast. We don't fuck want yourself. you. Um, so the first film is you know it's it's like your first hundred days or whatever. It's bad, <laughs> but people are, people are on board. And they're like, it's going fine. He's delivering on his promises. Resident Evil Apocalypse is things start going wrong. The impeachment kicks in. Oh, and they're like, oh, okay, 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 we got more ambitious. We gave it more budget. And we're still seeing success, but we're seeing less success, less cri- critically down the pan. Yeah, 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 We made less money. Okay, maybe we fucked up here. <laughs> Resident Evil 3 is where he gets acquitted uh-huh. because it's... We're using the same amount of money, but hey, profits are back up. Yeah. And so now, so once you get to four, it's in the stage of, hey, I committed all these crimes and no one seemed to care. So I guess I'll just keep committing crimes now. I'll just be more blatant about it. And that's 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 what four, five and six are. And also what the second term of the Trump presidency is going to be. I, like, I have a... Well, um... I committed... I did all this bad shit, and no, no one stopped me. I'm getting rewarded for this. I, in fact, I'm doing. In fact, I'm doing. Well, look at all this money I've I made. I made 312 million dollars at the box yeah. office. Yeah. I, I would like to make a strange counter offer. Okay. As it were. I would actually posit that possibly the Resident Evil franchise is more like the George W. Bush presidency. Okay. Um, same thing. Fucking awful. Mm. But also under the radar. Pretty like this is pretty fucking bad. This is like because people know about Resident Evil films, so they don't get it. Yeah. But then finally, you get to a president where people, you know, in the Obama presidency, I guess mm. it's a Resident Evil remakes or something. I don't know. <laughs> All goes fine. But because of what has been mm. accomplished by someone else, like saying like whenever someone says this is a terrible fucking idea, this is mm. a bad thing, they can just point to them and say that guy did it good. I the Bush thing. I think again, very many people have said, you know, Trump's pretty awful. I miss, I miss Bush. It's like no, you don't. Yeah. You really fucking don't. This guy's just worse. So you've just forgotten a bit. Yeah, and I think that's what Resident Evil is now. Whereby something else is coming, Tim. Something like the Trump presidency is coming. And is gonna it going to be? Is it going to be Monster Hunter? No, I don't think it's be Anderson. Right? I think I think he's just he's the guy who comes back and says it's not my fault. Um, I think there's some upcoming. It's going to be like a YouTube movie that does this stupidly well or something and ends up making Logan a lot of money. Logan Paul's latest vehicle. Logan Paul's MCU is what I'm talking oh, about. Uh, That's the Trump presidency. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be when Zack Snyder announces that he's doing his own cinematic universe based on entirely original characters. You mean Sucker Punch? <laughs> the entire film yeah. is a cinematic universe. The yeah, Sucker no, Punch. But you've, you've kind of nailed it. I think you're entirely right. And the thing is as well, like it's hard to get this across, and you can only see clips online in the sense that. One, two, and three feel semi-competent in terms of how they're actually functionally made. Yes, they're not as suspenseful as they could be. They're not as the effects and the writing. And you say that pushing past things. That's very frustrating. And I completely agree with you. But no more than the other early 2000s releases are like, yeah, it's just of its time. Mm. Bad excuse, but still. Four, five, and six, when they get so erratic with the editing and so all over the place and don't actually make sense of, of 
is a character dead? Who is this person? I don't understand where they came from. And it just literally throws all um, logic and consistency out the window. Exactly. Like, who cares? They're still going to buy the tickets. And that's the point. I was like, it, but the, what I don't understand is it. Nobody is phoning it in in these movies. <laughs> Everybody is trying and they're trying to make something shit. And I don't get it. And I kind of respect that in a way. That's why I wanted to talk about these films in a way because I don't like them in a way. I mean, I don't think they're for me. I own them all. So there's that. That's your masochism. That, that very much yeah. is. Um, and it's also like I can use it as evidence. Someone like tries to delete them all and says, oh, they didn't exist. Oh, they did. <laughs> Here they are. You're an archivist of joy and, and pain. Hot. Yes, exactly. And it's it's the editing. It's genuinely the editing. If you watch, I mean, there's to, to try and make i don't i don't i think mila jovovich is a very accomplished uh, but bear with me physical actor i, was gonna say, I think she can gonna do like quite mother like, <laughs> <laughs> um i think she's actually quite capable as an actor i think she's very good in certain things she's been in. i enjoy her in stuff and i think she's mm. very good in the fact that she does a lot of wire work and things and stuff work and she does the stunt things and she's mm. always very much a good presence on screen she, she knows she's gonna turn up she's going to try really fucking hard mm. i respect that quite a lot and usually, really heavy editing is done to hide that people can't do stuff. It's it's the it's the oh, it's a stunt. It's Liam Neeson climbing a fence. It's Liam Neeson climbing a fence, precisely. But good Christ, the amount of cuts in these things. And you mentioned you gave us a statistic before I saw yeah part six. There is a scene where there are a hundred and ten cuts in a minute. It's like it's almost two cuts. Per second. If you think to yourself, is that a thing? Is that, is that a problem? It's like, okay, here's the thing. It's a small exercise. Just you like looking at things without your brain going... Yeah. What you should try and do, if you can, and try not to fall over, make sure you're not driving, fuck's sake. <clears throat> if I was doing like podcast driving down the road, oh, I'll give this a go. <laughs> yeah. Every second, one, two, three. I want you to blink and look in a different direction. So like that. <laughs> That's an excellent way of doing it. And try and get that for just 60 especially seconds. Especially while you're driving. Yeah, especially. Um, and if it's 60 seconds, that's 60 cuts in a, in a minute, obviously. <laughs> and then you need to up it a little oh, bit. Oh, now you have a headache. Yeah. yeah. Now so what, do that what you need to do twice as much. Is strobe your life. Yeah. <laughs> and try and imagine, and if you can, put your hand up every now and again. <laughs> just like... And that's kind of what this film's editing is like. And it's like... How do you watch that for an hour and a half? Because it's, I mean, there are a few scenes where it slows down a little, hmm. but most of the time, that's it. And it's so, so very painful. <laughs> I mean, and this is the thing. I kind of get the concept in a way, and I've seen films that have cut more. And I like, mm. really go viscerally over the top and very intentionally. And very talented filmmakers doing a lot with that creatively and from an artistic point of view. Well, mm. you mentioned the Bourne series before, that kind of I think Bourne the... Supremacy is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's, a, it's done that. Close up, shaky cam, fast cut action sequence that what looks was like in a fight. Of, yeah, you're in it. Was then kind of bastardized by so many other people going forwards, yes. and yes. unfortunately, I feel like this is kind of the the great great grandchild of that. This is the end game of that. That style. This yeah. is the end game. Yeah. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like the Tom Hooper thing. Oh, oh here we go. Of <laughs> fucking hell, the tools. The guy who doesn't know how to make movies. <laughs> the oh, the no. directing tools cool. that you <laughs> are using if deployed for a reason, can be very effective. Sure. You know, lots lots of very frequent cuts, if you're using it as a way of disorientating yes, yes, someone, yeah. or if you're doing it with very deliberate shot choices and, and stuff like that, could work. Hmm. Just the same as Tom Hooper, like a lot of his camera choices have, uh, are about kind of uh, weirdly... Uh, space. 
yeah the yeah. space and kind of uh creating a sense sense of like disturbance and paranoia amongst the viewers mm. except he's doing that in the fucking king's speech i have a for theory no reason. <laughs> that tom hooper doesn't know what he's doing and he's just winging it the whole time yeah and he's like um uh wide shot and they're like why tom uh, uh wide shot <laughs> he's got- how about extreme close-up all the time. <laughs> he's got a set of but dice they're, they're, with camera shots and lenses yes, written on them. Yeah, and he's yeah. just rolling them uh, each time. Okay, let's do extreme close-up and on the tertiary character. Yeah, yeah there we go. fish angle there. <laughs> oh, God. There's a thing here. This is going to... I'm going to have to ex, um, black out names here. But there's a friend of mine um, oh. who is really nice guy, very charming, except you don't always understand how he can work. And how he's successful in a way because he is so madcap and so energetic and so very fun as an individual, but also mental sometimes. So what you end up with is we're going to a shoot today. We're going to film something. What are we going to film? We don't really know. We'll just turn up and see what happens. And it's like, why has this person ordered a wind machine? <laughs> it's like, you guys order a wind machine? It's like, uh, no. It's like, we, we need two more sets of lights. Oh, we've got a wind machine here. <laughs> That's not helpful. And he gets a breach of sword no, lights, talk, but we have a cool. wind machine. I'll just tick that off. And it's like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's the wheel of that's, fortune. That's so exactly what Tom Hooper does. Yeah. We, we, maybe. Yeah. He just spins a wheel and is like, how should we film cats? Uh. <laughs> um, uh, how about on. how we make uh, every set look like a stage for some reason? And then it's literally shot for shot, dance for dance, a remake of the musical mm. on screen. <laughs> let, but with terrible CGI. Let me press my three random word uh, <laughs> generator, and I'm coming up with uh, digital fur technology. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for like digital cat nipples. <laughs> I love that digital fur technology is in the same way that apparently George Harrison wrote While My Guitar Gently Weeps based on him flicking through a dictionary and just putting his finger on a page and going, oh, I want to be inspired by the universe. Um, it's like, okay, you've just done a film. Uh, Les Miserables done really well. Uh, King's Speech did great for you. Uh, John Adams is still a fantastic TV miniseries. What are you do next? And he goes, uh, digital. Uh, I don't know, but it's going to have this in it. And now I have to sort of backward momentum that. So obviously these films are very strange to us. Usually we're dealing with films that are very bad, but that equally people don't come to. They, 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 they mm. fall apart. I mean, yes, okay, they're like, Pirates of the Caribbean 2, very, very successful, keeps the franchise going for a long time. And then other ones where it's like, this is this is terrible. I mean, obviously, yeah, we we've covered fucking covered Despicable Me 3, so you know. Mm. But these ones are extremely low budget, extremely high profit, and hopefully done. done. <laughs> On paper, they're fantastic. If I told you guys, right, there's a film franchise of six films, I'm like, oh cool. That's so got enough to churn through. They've stopped, but they're done. Um, it's the same actor from start to end. Oh, oh, cool. That's, that's Same Lee character, one... Yeah, one narrative. I was, gonna, I, was gonna, mm. <laughs> I was about to say that and I realised I couldn't say that. It's her life, sort of. It's narrative, it works. Mm. And it's a, it's you know, it's, it's the, the definition, arguably, of a strong, physically female lead. Um, yeah. She's, it's it's her story. She talks to other female characters about things that aren't... It passes the Bechdel test multiple the Bechdel times. Test, yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. They're massively profitable. They're, um, in, in on paper at least... The most successful video game adaptation franchise ever, it seems. And they're readily available because they're quite cheap. It's like, oh, that's cool. And so what's it, what else got? Oh, it's got a lot of action in it. Tons of action, in fact. Tons, tons of action. And uh, lots of really intense corporate espionage and recurring characters and twists and jump scares. Mm-hmm. like, oh, 
What's the makeup like? Makeup's pretty good, actually. Makeup's not too bad. This um, is, uh, my, my few points that I will give in their favour, mm. having only seen the first two. Sure, sure. Um, I like the runtime never exceeds 110 minutes that's across the, the series. Well. Yep, that's very true. Uh, no fucking three-hour fucking Irishman stuff yeah. down here. Yeah. Uh, and also the makeup for the nemesis creature in the second one i was uh, like oh, i'm pleased that you're doing this physically and yeah. it's not a, a cgi abomination which it could well have been some of those later <laughs> yeah that's, i say having only seen the first yeah. two i'm yeah. sure it goes and it does and then you say oh okay what about this you said it's a video game adaptation is it just like a straight thing oh no no they've got joel valentine claire redfield they've got all the big bad monster with the fucking mm. huge machete from the from the fifth game and they've got the nemesis and, head or whatever the cleaver yeah, whatever the fuck it's like, yeah. like, oh, so, so all recognizable stuff executioner that's, that's it yes yeah that's like, it's yeah it's all the stuff's in there cool now go watch it <laughs> <laughs> tell me what you think um, because again, on paper, it sounds great. Yeah. Just really fucking not. This is a lot of clothes. <laughs> and there's one thing I don't like in my movies or stories. Mm. It's clones. Yeah. Too so, many clones. Too, too many, many clones. clones. <laughs> so I fucking hate clones. Spider-Man I... clones. Spoilers. Palpatine clones. Oh yeah. I've had enough of these fucking clones. attacks thereof. <laughs> <laughs> Especially those ones. So, it, it, let's go back to our own format. Let's go back to the thing we're good at. Fixing shit. Oh, okay. We, we've all said how we would like to, to jump in here and say, right, well, Resident Evil now is done. Uh, he's doing... Mon- him and uh, Anderson and, and Jovovich are doing Monster Hunter now. Good luck. And it, Same old shit. They released a picture of it. It's like, you know, huge uh, armor and really colorful game. Big, huge, giant monsters. What's the film look like? A desert with them looking the same look for <laughs> yeah. Resident Evil films. Oh, it looks like, like oh. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Mila Jovovich stood by herself carrying a weapon, staring yeah. over her shoulder at the camera in an apocalyptic wasteland. If it comes out and it's actually called Resident Evil colon Monster Hunter, <laughs> I would not be surprised. It's like, it surprise, should... motherfuckers. Imagine if the final line is, my name is Alice. And I'm a monster hunter. hunter. Don't you dare. So, yeah, we've tried to fix this ourselves in our own way, shape, or form, because it's going to get rebooted. Mm. Almost guaranteed. So we're going to do some stuff with it, and we've all come up with things that are kind of the same, kind of not. Because our thing is basically go back to the fucking video game. Correct, (laughs) yes, yes. Um, So my thing would be go back to the first game. The first game, Resident Evil, is about a mansion. Cops turn up at the mansion. Just like the film? Oh, no, wait. <laughs> We're already different from the film. Already different. There you go. And they get separated and they go around and look for clues and they get down to the basement and they find out there's a whole lab there and they're creating zombies and it's all gone to shit. Simple as that. Very mm-hmm. easy. So my thing would take, take parts of it. I wouldn't do a whole direct adaptation. I would take the core elements of what I think are interesting. I would like to do a stripped down Jill Valentine story. So don't go about Chris Redfield. Fuck, that's fine. Just just Jill Valentine. She's the head of a police task force. She's what sent- about Alice? Who the fuck is Alice? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my name is Alice she's the head of a police task force who's sent into a private estate where a team are picked off and she you know uncovers genetic experiments and a superior officer is on the payroll so it's basically it's, it's effectively aliens you know you, you get the story revealed to you as you go through you know something's wrong aliens without Ripley put it that way so if it's if they didn't have the specialist going in they just went into to LV426 and go what the fuck happened here? And you, you, you know, you then, you know, rather than alien zombies or ever, like, oh my god, it's terrible. We're out of our depth, etc. Um, the director I would like to go for is Lee Wanell. I'm not entirely sure I'm pronouncing that cor- correctly, but I don't think I've ever seen 
an interview where he's actually said I've never heard it said out loud, I'm afraid. Yeah. He's, he's a screenwriter, but he's recently started directing. And he started with Insidious Chapter 3, which is fine. He then did Upgrade. Upgrade is fucking Upgrade great. Is, Upgrade is Upgrade. great. That's the Venom film that we needed and exactly. didn't get, but did. And recently, um, which if you are Patreon people, you've heard it already in our uh, what we watched recently, he did The Invisible Man, ah. which is out of cinema in a minute. I fucking love that film. It was really goddamn good. Which I, was amazing. I remember you messaging yeah. us and saying that. I was like, really? I wasn't expecting anything from the Invisible Man. No. And I I think the Invisible Man is one of my favorite Universal Monsters sort of characters to go with. I Mm. find that's very interesting because it does uncover the darkest things. And they they twisted it around so perfectly in terms of like the the focus of the narrative, etc. But that's for another thing. So him, I think he's very good, especially in closed spaces and going with that sort of tension and and the general unease. I think he'd be be very interesting. Cast, again, taking from the, uh, the same thing. I'd like Elizabeth Moss as Valentine. Yeah. That would piss off a lot okay. of people because yeah. they want someone either from the first game who's in a fucking beret or they want someone from the third game who's in a fucking miniskirt with short dark hair. And it's like, it doesn't necessarily matter because if you go down that line, you end up with what we've had in the previous Resident Evil films. Ugh. <laughs> Just have a fucking character who is believable as the head of a fucking cop. Have a fucking Jodie Foster-esque Clarice Starling kind of Agreed. person. Agreed. Exactly. As soon as you said Elizabeth Moss, mm. like I was thinking like Handmaid's Tale, Top of the Lake, all that yep. kind of stuff. Yep. Like, yep, totally makes sense. I think she's really commanding. Yeah. I think she could do something yeah, really, really she's interesting. She's fantastic. So, additionally, I think she does need a Barry Burton. I think you need a sort of relatable... You need a Jill sandwich. <laughs> Everyone needs a Jill sandwich. Um... Yes, I think uh, Barry Burton's a good character because you need some someone who she a confidant basically, and uh, the team would be made of multiple people. Like I don't know, the first Resident Evil, <laughs> but um, Yahya Abdul Mateen the second, who people will neither know as um, Black Manta from Aquaman, mm-hmm. or they'll know as Doctor Manhattan from Watchmen, or they'll know as possibly the Candyman from the new Candyman film. Mm. Um, Really capable guy. I like him a lot. I think he's really charming. I think he's mm. really cool. And also, Barry Burton's supposed to be this big, burly, friendly dude who's just, you know, I hate to say this because it sounds like I'm putting a thing that isn't in there, but usually in films like this, it's like, oh, he's it's, it's a big big guy. It's like, oh, yeah, is he trying to get in her pants? It's like, no, they're just friends, you fucking idiot. And mm. I think, yeah, this guy, he's, he's, he's great for that kind of role as a really good supporting character. Wesker. I want to bring Wesker in. I want it to be the Wesker is just Wesker, an evil yeah. fucker on the payroll. Um, and it's a twist, effectively, not for any Resident Evil fan or somebody who's seen these fucking films, that he's part of the task force and he's, he's heading up, but he's actually completely on on the whole thing and, and, and etc. Um, I would like, of all people, John Cho. Oh, interesting choice. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he's really, really interesting. I mean, considering his sort of origins were a, a very, very, very small role in American Pie. Mm. <laughs> Um, and then going on to do other stoner comedy stuff, and then like, oh no, he's a really fucking capable actor. John Obviously, Cho's great. He's brilliant. I'm really looking forward to him in in this potential um, Cowboy Bebop film. Mm, yeah, definitely. Really cute. Searching, he's fantastic in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love him as Sulu in Star Trek. He's yeah, great. Absolutely. He's absolutely. he's just a really cool fucking guy. I, I I think my only hesitation would be I'd be worried that he's so Too nice. Yeah, he's so nice and charismatic and charming, but not in a at all sleazy way that yeah. he's. That's how they lure you in. Tim. Yeah, like that's I, how I, they lure you in. Like he, he would John be Cho's su- not going to be the bad guy. Yeah, he'd be such he, an affable. Like, that's and everybody, and everybody's Wesker. like, no, oh, he's Wesker. He's got to be the bad guy. He can't be the bad. It's John Cho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he that's... can't be the bad guy. We know Wesker's the bad guy, though. Like, yeah, this no, is the thing. I think no, we, this is yeah. a different yeah. Wesker. Maybe, maybe John Cho is. A, he's a good guy. I've seen I've seen stern Cho in films, and <laughs> he's, 
he's <laughs> when, his when, brother, that's his brother. <laughs> yeah, when, when he's when he's stern and when he's really sort of like going serious stuff, mm. he's genuinely could. Be, there's mm. a hint of like the kind of thing you want to say as an arrogant, you know, when mm. we do our, our casting mm. and, and as a director as a writer, you think, no, 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 seriously, bear with me. I I, I haven't seen it, but I've seen glimpses of it. Mm. I think it's there. I think we can get this out. I think it'd be amazing. Not always accurate, can't guarantee, but I think that would be how I would go with it. And yeah, it'd just be literally a very contained, simple, stripped down film, very scary. Um, a lot of interesting visuals with makeup and stuff, bring in some Savini esque motherfuckers mm. and have some really sort of cool elements to it. Um, and yeah, I would like to set it up that it that it goes out and you know it spills out into the street mm. and then it goes into affects the city and does follow mm. the sort of Resident Evil two story effectively in a manner just speaking. better just much better much yeah. better. Um, I that's, mean, that's what that I would like to do. Like the, the the it's like you say on paper it makes sense. Like yeah, the progression of at least the first first film to the second film mm. does make sense. It's like oh okay yeah the first film is this kind of contained one yeah. and then the second film it's out into the city and they have to deal with a wider like scale thing. Which from a game point of view is also the genius thing. Like, yeah, yeah, because the the game engine can handle those things. Yeah. Um. So my approach was very similar to yours. Mm. Um. You know, I think we all we we were all going back to the games for inspiration, even oh, though yes. I haven't played the games, I know enough about them. Um. I think mine mine's a little bit pulpier than yours oh, okay. i think yeah um because i would like like one of the things again this is me going off a of kind of reputation alone mm. is i know that the the resident evil as much as it's known for uh zombies it's also known for fucking frustrating puzzles that's very true um how do you open this and, door it's got a helmet on the key the lock find the helmet <laughs> key to fit into the lock and to do that you've got to line up all these symbols in the thing with the lion, and then uh, one of them's been cracked in half, so it's half a fish. <laughs> is the other half of the fish the same as the fish that's in the pot in the fish over there? <laughs> I, Who knows? I love the idea that in, this, oh. in a crazy mansion it makes sense. In the second one, it's a police station in Resident Evil Two. Yeah. It's like, and they're okay, like, get the lighter and burn the painting, and then behind the painting is like Ruby. It's a police station. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It used to be a museum, <laughs> and you didn't clear out all the shit. <laughs> it's just like ancient to, statues to, to open the also, weapons locker. Also, or a gun. Yeah, it's literally that. Yeah. Yeah. It I is mean... literally that. You find a disc from something that is encased in the bottom of a lion statue, and then you go into the weapons locker. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? It's mental. How did, how did this function as a police station ever, or a museum? <laughs> this is madness. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, so I I would lean into that, and um, I would be ass- screaming madness. Yeah, um, and I would I would kind of have the mansion as this kind of representation of of the Umbrella Corps kind of sadistic cruelty, mm-hmm. um, and essentially have a, a zombie film set inside a saw trap. Um, Interesting. Uh, so you have all of these kind of weird, dangerous puzzles going on, mm. um, and 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 kind of play out the haunted house aspect of it a little bit. Of you know, you've got this mansion as the setting, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that eventually then becomes the lab underneath, um, a kind of cabin in the woodsy in a in a certain aspect as well. Have you well. seen Overlord? The Nazi. No, zombie. I do bring it up yeah. semi regularly. I do. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just not that good. But mm. it's it's the kind of pulpy thing that mm. I think it's Julius Avery who directed it that fits. Yeah. As much as I hate to say because it is actually a, a serious film, and then suddenly it's like, oh, and also like, it's okay. I'm not equating the two, mm. but yes, Overlord to me feels like the 2010s version of Dog Soldiers. 
in the 2000s where it's like here's a very small but kind of funded independent mm. film that's quite well done mm. it's very much ripping off other things but it's got the 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 army people go in bad shit happens and it's all got a bit of a supernatural twist to it yeah that kind of thing mm. um but yeah sorry carry on tim yeah so i mean mm. this would follow a very similar thing yeah much like matt's film it would be you know uh, a police task force is sent in to investigate this thing and then you know oh but now they're locked in the house you know th- shit goes down yes um they they forced to deal with the traps and the puzzles and then they realize that you know oh like and then you know their colleague who was had his arm cut off and bled out from the trap oh he's back alive what the fuck's going on and then the zombies kind of ah, get yeah. unleashed kind of thing yeah. um so for director i have gone and this is kind of again going back to that kind of haunt, haunted house mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. i've gone for mike flanagan uh yeah. who um has done obviously did the haunting on hill house for netflix yes um did doctor sleep he did recently that's true um and oculus which is a fun little horror film that is, i yeah. quite enjoy mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah kind of going to going to him gerald's game as well as another good yeah. example because it is literally just one room most of the time yeah exactly yeah. very good at doing like contained horror mm. um i stuff. think mickey flanagan initially is an awful british comedian I thought, <laughs> the fuck? i forgot mike flanagan oh yeah him. <laughs> um and so for my casting, I've gone uh, the kind of the classic to Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield. Sure. Um, I've gone uh, Journey Smollett-Bell, who was great, terrific recently in Birds of Prey. Yeah. Um, I think she'd just make a very, like, capable, no, I badass Jill Valentine. Yeah. And uh, Louis Tan for Chris Redfield. Oh, for, uh, I predominantly know him from, like, Iron Fist and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yeah. He's fucking great. He's so great. It should have been Iron Fist. He should have been Iron Fist. That's, um, that's, a, that's a conversation. Yeah. Um, uh, I forget what he's... He's doing something at the moment that's... I think he's doing the Mortal Kombat film. I want to say he is. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking, yeah, that should I want be good. That to, I want that to be good so badly. Um, so does Mike Salvia. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, I also have a Wesker, mm-hmm. um, who I picture... Either you put him on the team and he's there as kind of observing oh, okay. um, and and perhaps like secretly kind of manipulating people into traps and situations where they're going to get hurt. Birkin aliens? Yeah, kind of. Mm. Or you or you have him, he's behind the scenes and he's just kind of this figure who perhaps they get to at the end and it's like, yeah, yeah. this has been kind of like, we just wanted to kind of fuck you up and, and see what we could do kind of thing. Yes. Um, and I've gone with Travis Fimmel. Yes. Predominantly known for the Vikings mm, yes. um, series. And Warcraft. Yes. Um, who I just think, uh, when when I think of, like, and obviously, you know, you can we constantly kind of ignore race and stuff for casting, yes, yes. but I, I always think of Wesker as just being extremely Teutonic. <laughs> he is very white, blonde dude. Yeah. Uh, Sunk. <laughs> Sunglasses at night and fixing his fucking guile from street yeah, hair. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this idiot? Yeah. How is he in charge of this unit? Um, and also, but like, and, and equally, like, Travis Fimmel, like, you just always see him and he's so, like, hairy and bearded. Obviously, because he was in fucking Vikings and stuff oh. like that. And I quite like the idea of, like, shaving him down and making him look really slick and people just yeah. being like, ooh, that's he, a new look for you. He has very <laughs> striking eyes and shit. And I mm. think ultimately, he looks like. This is a, more me thinking of Ragnar Lothbrok here, but he does look a little bit like it could be unhinged, mm. which is why it didn't really work in Warcraft because he doesn't look like he was going to turn on everyone every now and again. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, and I could see him from Wesker's. It's like that, that sort of, as you say, off to the side, mm. quiet whispering. He, his, Ragnar is almost like, oh yes, hello. You didn't know I was coming for you. <laughs> oh, how very strange. And it's like, the fuck is this? Hmm. I'm going to kill you. 
but why did you come to my house? <laughs> it's like, what? what is this? So I can imagine Wesker being, a, again, a slightly quieter, more mm. distance. But I think he's an interesting mm. choice, that one. Yeah. And then also, yeah, when... Like, also, when, when he's fucking fluff, yeah. Yeah, when you get, when you get super-powered Wesker yes. kicking ass, he'd be good. I like okay, it. that's me. I'm going for something completely different. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Resident Evil 5? Jack, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically Resident Evil 6, actually. It's my, it's my favorite. Oh, no! The one <laughs> everyone the one lines. everyone loves with 15 different converging storylines and two different playable characters. And if you don't play it in co-op, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah! I tried playing co-op. It didn't help. It still didn't help. <laughs> I'm not going for Resident Evil 6. I'm going for Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Biohazard, as it is also known, which is the name of the first one. <laughs> Japanese call it Biohazard. <laughs> the reason I'm going for this one is it's the last great Resident Evil game in the original lineup before yes, the remakes is. and all that kind of stuff. And it is genuinely fucking fantastic. And it came out of nowhere because I think a lot of people had like five and six had happened. Yes. And they somehow still sell numbers, mm. but everybody hated it. Everybody hates five and six. Yeah. They're just they they turned the survival horror franchise into action bullshit. And mm. seven, as I mentioned earlier on, brings it back into the survival horror type mm. thing. It's still got the Resident Evil. There's a secret lab and a virus and a blah 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 yeah, blah blah. Yeah, yeah. But the, from from when I first started playing it and when you first kind of learn about it, it's way more about this fucked up cannibalistic family in an abandoned house. Mm that have lured this guy in by kidnapping his wife. Mm. And it's way more like Get Out or or something like Speaking that. Speaking of Cabin in the Woods, that's like the Buckners. The, yeah. The, the, yeah, that family. With Very the husband, similar. Husband yeah. yeah. Very similar to that kind of like, yeah, twisted, mm. evil, cannibal madness in, in terms of less zombies, more cannibals. And it's more of a human... Texas Chainsaw. More Texas Chainsaw, more yeah. kind of classic throwback. Mm slasher type stuff interesting it's all pretty much set in the grounds of this house and you are mostly powerless running away from jack baker who is the terrifying like father figure can like walk through smash through walls and stuff much like mr x could in in resident evil 2 but you'll just be like sneaking around in the living Mm. room and then he goes oh i can see you and then and he'll just smash through one of the walls because it's this dilapidated falling to pieces house Mm -hmm. so imagining this big epic set yes and it's this really close tense creepy horror movie rather than the million armies of clones fighting a bunch of zombies (laughs) and stuff Mm -hmm. and really bringing it in more into a horror film and i mentioned get out i want jordan peele (laughs) i love me some jordan peele yeah and I think he could do a... As Tim mentioned earlier, I'm going balls to the wall on this, and there's yeah. no way any of these people would want to do a Resident Evil franchise. I mean, I don't know. But I could see Peel possibly doing it. It's it's such a twist and such a different mm. thing, a separate mm. thing from the previous franchise. In the same way that Seven in the video game is so different from what came before it in the mm. video game franchise. Just a quick question. With Resident Evil 7, was it a bit like Assassin's Creed Syndicate where the, the audience, or the, 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 the not audience, but the, the gamers, did they, did they fall asleep on it? Because I mean, I must admit, I played arguably all the Resident Evil games except that one. Really? Yeah. Oh, Seven did really well, I think. Did it well? Yeah, I think oh, okay. so. That's good. Off the, off the top Positive. of my head, it got incredible reviews. Like uh, people, probably helped. And it was one of the... In the modern iteration of VR games, mm. it was one of the first, like, here's not just a, hey, it's 15 minutes of playing around no, with a ping pong ball or whatever. Game, like, yeah. you can play the whole game in VR. If you the want whole to have thing. A heart attack. You can, if you want to absolutely shit your pants, yeah. <laughs> feel free to play Resident Evil 7 in VR. Yeah. But yeah, so, so yes, it's yes. this family and 
spoilers for Resident Evil 7-ish. I'm going to try and keep it spoiler-free as I can. Sure. There's weird shit going on, surprise, surprise, with an underground lab and bioweapons, hence biohazard, mm. yes. and all this kind of experimental stuff. And it turns out there are some masterminds behind this whole thing. And then one of the Resident Evil characters shows up at the end and you're like, ah, yes. it's in the universe. Or the thing. Okay, like I did okay. with the films when I was a teenager. Mm. Like, hey, look, it's one of the Redfields. Hey, I'm excited. Are you saying your film ends with fucking Mila Jovovich saying, my name is Alice? <laughs> no, not <laughs> quite. Fuck for that. Part of the, the, the uh, at some point in the game, again, not spoiling it, one of the Resident Evil characters we know and yes, love shows up yes. and you're like, oh, okay, interesting. Is that the one we know and love? Is this a complete mm, reboot and a sure, retake and all sure. this kind of stuff? And they're briefly in it and they're not like a key. So the, the main character, Ethan, is kind of very much the focus. And yes. It's his fucking, there's a, there's a moment where you're forced to sit at a dinner table by the mother figure of the family. And oh, so like literally Texas Chainsaw Massacre then. Eat plates of worms and stuff, but yeah. obviously it's in first person and you're yeah. trying to like jiggle the manacles off your arms and all this kind of stuff. Shit. I wouldn't go so far as to make it like a hardcore Henry first person <laughs> thing, but I would want a lot of like very close over the shoulder, immersive. terrifying, mm-hmm. immersive, really fucking scary kind of stuff. And I yeah, Peele could I, do that. Yeah. yeah, I think Jordan Peele would do that really, really well. Somebody who I'd really like to see be Ethan, and this is nothing to do with what the character mm. looks like or anything like that. Again, Tim says we often mm. cast outside of race and age and all this kind of stuff. Uh, again, I think it's a special sequelizer thing because we've always maintained who's right for the role. Yes. Mm. That, and to be fair, that's what casting should be. Yeah, that's mm. how kind of how it should yeah. work. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. this in the games. Well, doesn't matter. We made a woman. Yeah. Who gives mm-hmm. a fuck? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was thinking for Ethan <clears throat> bringing on John Boyega. Who, again, would probably never touch this franchise no. with well, a fucking barge pole. Actually, I could see Boyega doing it. He's, he's like, especially if you got uh, if you got Jordan Peele, got Jordan Peele on work board. With yeah, yeah, and mm. also Boyega is exactly the right age to be like, fuck yeah, I love the Resident Evil games. <laughs> yeah, that's my I, hope. I could see Boyega doing yeah. it. Um, I didn't want to cast out the whole family just because there's, mm. like, Too much. there's yeah. like five of them or whatever. Mm. But the the one that always sticks out in my mind, like I said, is the father figure Jack, and I would want to bring on Brian Bloody Cranston because he is amazing and can be terrifying and imagining him just uh, just appearing round corners i'm and just, just picturing being... him smashing through the wall like the fucking kool-aid man <laughs> in his in his power rangers get up from oh, back in, the day. in his pants like from the first episode break bad <laughs> just a gun in his pants jack does sometimes wander around in his pants see i think it's that really could scary. work quite well because again power rangers and godzilla cranston does shit yeah. turns up does a good fucking yeah. job, mm. leaves, yeah. and nobody goes. Oh my god, that's ruining his career. Spo- spoiler alert: you kill some of the Baker family and the, <laughs> the thing, so he would probably end up dying in this as well. Sure, but yeah, the, the, his the the font of phrase, the boss fights and stuff with that character, is so scary and creepy yeah. and terrifying. Um, the reason Ethan is taken there is because of his wife who's captured, and then there's a whole thing, and there's the, the classic video game choice of like, do you choose your wife who you've been sent here to? You know, who, oh, you've been lured here yeah. to come and save, but there's also this other woman called Zoe who has been helping you this whole time. And like, when you get attacked and really badly wounded, it's very video gamey. You get your arm cut off, Eek. and they just reattach it because video games. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but a particular lady called Zoe is helping you through this sure. and like trying to explain how the Baker family works and blah 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 blah, and helping Ethan survive these cannibals. You have to choose between two of them at one point Fuck. between your wife Mia and Zoe, the woman who's been helping you this whole time, right? And the consequences are pretty drastic and pretty interesting. Okay. And I have no idea where I'd go with that in the mm. film. 
Um, mm. I quite like the choice of Zoe, which is terrible because you know what you should do: mm. be really bold and do a clue. Um, <laughs> oh, and film interesting! Two separate movies <laughs> with separate endings, and say this is the this cut and this is the this cut. There's the Mia cut. I and mean, the if, Zoe you, cut. if you if you like fucking i mean we've had uh what is it bandersnatch on yeah on Netflix. Oh, oh tim mm. tim 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 now we're talking yeah, yeah. you could do that Who do, you do it with digital you... distribution and yeah mm-hmm. i'm literally turning it back into a video game <laughs> yeah basically oh, sorry God. yeah so yeah have you cast these two or? i have i've cast the two of them so zoe is quite young and quite kind of not necessarily creepy but very like awkward and quietly spoken and sure. and but still very uh, instantly friendly and likable. She's quiet, but very kind of like not necessarily alluring. But you, you, you understand that she's trying to help you straight away. Affable individual. Yeah, yeah. Kristen Stewart. I like Kristen Stewart a lot. Uh, so here's the thing, and I've said this before in my reviews. As of, I'm a 36 year old man this year. Um, I have shat on both Robin Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, and Kristen Stewart a lot yeah. in my earlier days because it was fashionable they made some to do terrible so, fucking and movies. they made some weird choices. Both of those two are fucking phenomenal actors mm. at present. I think Tim said something, and I can't remember what it was on air or not, if it was just in one of our one of our chats. Mm. He said, who would have thought the two leads from Twilight would turn out to be probably the two best actors of their generation? Mm. And I was like, fucking hell, Tim. <laughs> That's some deep shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy, They're secretly it? really fucking good, the both of them. And nobody knew that because mm. they were stuck in this bullshit of the Twilight It's the same thing if we go back so and we say to people, oh, we're going to cast so-and-so in this movie. And people say, oh, I don't think so. They've just done Twilight or something. It's like, mm. are you... Do you not know how acting works? I mean, some people come in again, or, or fucking Adam Sandler people for God's sake. Like, mm, yeah. yeah, end up doing the same shit over and over so again. So, Christian an interesting choice. I think it's quite very, yeah, that's quite interesting. Who's, uh, who's for your... Mia, for Ethan's wife. Yeah. And again, there's some weird shit. And if you play it a certain way, there's a lot of weird betrayals and okay. she goes mental and all kinds of stuff. And she often appears as like a specter to him, Ooh. trying to like lure him through the house and being like, don't forget to check the chest of drawers. What <laughs> the fuck? Oh, there's a key in the chest of drawers. Okay. How did he know that? If he, she's a ghost that he's seeing, is she dead? I don't know. I'd like to cast Emily Blunt because I think Emily Blunt oh, is fantastic. That's good, yeah. And she would play again the cre- the 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 alluring and interesting, but also creepy as fuck. Mm. I think she'd do that really well. Mm. So I think no, I, I think like she'd be. Good. I think the only thing there, I I would say there's age? a bit of an age gap between her and Boyega. Yeah, true. I mean, um, a, what ten year age? Classically, I go with yeah, if it works, it works. Yeah, but yes, you are you Maybe are swapped the roles around. Yeah. Kristen Stewart and Boyega are probably similar ages, I would think. Yeah, twenties ish. Actually, I think Stewart yeah. might be older than Boyega. Boyega's probably quite young. Yeah, I think we forget how young Boyega is. That might be my problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he was a, effectively a kid, and um, we went to a, a, a convention, my wife and I, and um, she met. John Boyega and a few others when they were doing Attack the Block mm. and he's, he literally is like a kid yeah. um, and that wasn't that long ago <laughs> I was like oh yeah um, but yeah no, I, I still like the casting idea I think it's a very solid one I think that's a really interesting premise yeah again there's so many things you could do with it that it's amazing what they did with it for, <laughs> yeah. for I so think that's, long that's the key here yeah. and so successfully how why it truly when what boggles it, the mind it does. The, the parallel in a weird way is Underworld Mm. <laughs> Which is the same thing. Kind of, yeah. yeah. How many underworlds are there? Too many. Five or six. Yeah. Too many. Six. But they're not, not nearly as successful mm. fiscally. I don't but there's nothing arguably different about them. Except maybe vampires and werewolves rather than zombies. Yeah. So well, that's it. all the same shit. It's so it? weird. Anyway, if you if you are a resident evil defender, oh dear. tell us what we're not Getting. what we have failed to grasp and we'll tell you why you're wrong. 
I fully accept the sentence to be broken up and uh, like disjointed and, and confused. Like, oh, because you see the world differently from us because you have an edited life that's so sporadic and yeah. Um, it, yeah, it is, it is a weird thing. But if you do have an actual, and I don't mean like, it's great. Why? I like it. Like, you know, if you're like, oh, is there a nuance we're missing here? Um, yeah, let us know. So, yes, if you have any kind of explanation as to how these films happened, <laughs> what they were trying to do, or to Paul W.S. Anderson's career, um, <laughs> let pre- us know. You're not wrong. Be prepared for us to say you have Stockholm Syndrome and it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> as always, you can contact us uh, on social media, uh, at Sequelizers on Twitter and on Instagram, facebook.com slash Sequelizers, and, of course, Sequelizers uh, on Patreon. Uh, if you want to give us some money to keep doing what we're doing uh, and access things like... Forcing us to watch terrible films like yeah, this. Uh, yeah. Get things like ad-free episodes, early access to episodes, bonus content, all kinds of extra things at various different levels. We'd love uh, if you can support, and if not, um, we just appreciate you listening. Yep. And it, this is the end of the interseason content, and next time we'll be back with season six and... Uh, we're doing something a little bit special. Oh, we're, it's time we're to break switching, out something new. We're switching the game up. Finally. Because, Every episode is Resident Evil. Because uh, for season six, <laughs> we're not the sequelizers. <gasps> we're the prequelizers. Yes, finally. It's time to fix the bad prequels, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to go back in time. Yeah. Gotta go back in time. Just to, to reiterate, because some people might be very confused. A prequel <laughs> is a film that comes after a film, but set before a film. Um, also, we'll only be doing this first season six, then back to usual sequelizing yes. stuff, because... We're not permanently the prequel. No, yeah, we're not, we're, not, we're not changing the series name, we're not changing the podcast feed or anything. Yeah. It's just that season six, we'll be tackling prequel films. And you'll see a lovely new little logo oh, designed yeah. by Mr. John Scarrett. And for the next season, we will be the prequelizers. Yes. <laughs>